For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Bred with over 100 years of innovation, Toro's mowers are ready to charge through any job. Welcome to the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Yes, good morning and welcome to the Saturday Morning Mowers Club. It's not Nick Davis and Adam Peacock this morning. Those two are absent. It's uh, the Professor here and joining me is Joe Healy. Hello, Joe. How are you? Good morning. I want to know who's Adam and who's Nick. Who are they? No, as in of you and I, who's, uh, who's playing who today? I, uh, Gibbo, say hello. Gibbo's here. He's here every guys. Saturday. Uh, we, I think the hard chair usually is Adam. Okay. Uh, Nick sort of transitioned into that role when he hasn't been away. Uh, but I'm uh, happy to be a scratch golfer for the day. This is great. Yeah, is well, Nick so a fine. scratch golfer? So he says. What does oh, that right. actually mean? He's he could be he could turn pro at any moment. He could be on the live golf tour. No, basically you don't have a handicap because you yeah. sh- you shoot yeah. par. So you right. shoot 71 or 72 oh, or whatever it is. I guess that's impressive. Yeah, but he m- has, mate, it is. He doesn't work, so, I mean, you hopefully you want to be good. <laughs> well, he doesn't show up here, does he? Would he be on a golf course now? Or? Well, he's somewhere on the north coast, apparently. I'm not too sure. I think he was but... in New Zealand playing golf last week as well. Uh, this guy. This guy, seriously. Mate, what about I... it? So I'm Adam Peacock. I'm the P-Man. You can be the Yeah, the P-Man... He doesn't so, do comic relief like you do, though. No. <laughs> what about he, He's got it, though. He has just he got it? Yeah, oh, he's got a bit of comic relief. He just doesn't do it as much on air. Yeah. It's more okay. of a closet comedy guy. Well, yeah, in the ad breaks, he gets oh, really mate. feisty. Oh, he does. strange, but... Lots of zingers. He's in Qatar as well, so he's not listening, so we can put the boot into Adam <laughs> as much as we like. Now, I need to do this. There's some uh, paperwork at the top here. Welcome to our listeners, SEN 1170 in Sydney, SEN 1620 on the Gold Coast, and a special hello to all our listeners at SENQ... 693, that is a special hello, Joe, not just a regular one. Listening live on the SEN app and on the Mowers Club podcast through Apple, Spotify and the usual places you get your podcasts from. Uh, Now, if you want to get involved in the show this morning, Joe, there'd be billions listening, trust me, then you can call us on 1300 011170 or text us 0457 736 736. uh, Whatever you want to get involved with, whatever you want to say, just... Shoot us a text. Uh, we've got a cracking show today. We've got former Aussie cricketer Doug Bollinger, who will drop by for a few lawn tips. Doug is the guru of all things green now. Uh, we'll preview the Rugby League World Cup final with former Samoan and Kiwi international Monty Beetham. He'll be calling in from across the ditch, Gibbo. Is that right? Yeah, I think they've just gotten phone reception over there, so hopefully he'll hook that up for us <laughs> this morning. And, and you're allowed to do that because you're a Kiwi. You uh, can put the boot into them. Yeah, I'd probably do it anyway. But Yeah, right. Are you yeah. a Kiwi? Well, a little bit. I'm, yeah, half Kiwi. Yeah, half, that counts. You can Maori, put the boot in. I like, yeah. how you, I like how you're looking at the professor as if you're sort of asking him, are you half Kiwi? <laughs> yeah, well, it's, I'm more thinking, how much does he know? You know, Joe, this is a new audience. Joe hasn't, hasn't I've never talked to Joe before, so she could think I'm anything. You two are going to get to know each other very well in the next three hours. You're going to be the best of friends. Now, also, former Sydney Swans captain Josh Kennedy will be joining us for McHappy Day, which is today. Correct me if I'm wrong. It is. Get out there, get some Maccas, and we'll chat all things hoops with Benyam Kadane. Is that right, Joe? Kadane. Kadane. BK. 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 We'll be talking hoops, which, uh, well, both Joe and I are big hoopsters. We love it. Now, Joe, today is it is the Mowers Club, so we do like to do uh, tips for your lawns. Have you got a lawn? Let's start with that. I don't, no. 
Do you have the urge to get a lawn? Not yet. No. I've not reached that stage in my life. Okay. Do you have a lawn tip even though you don't have lawns? Um, I, I don't really know where to start. A really good lawnmower. That's true. I've, I've been told is key. Yes. Mine's a piece of junk. Is it? Yeah, I've got, it's like one of those, it's the cheapest Ryobi one you can get that's the battery powered. Um, well, this is a Toro show, Rochi, so I think. Well, I just said it was a piece of junk, so I nailed it. <laughs> Toro, send me a lawnmower because mine I've mine always sucks. wanted a whippersnipper. I, I, I can't work out whippersnippers. I'd feel so powerful using one of those things. You know what I've noticed is that the people that are professionals at it always take off the safety guard and their lines are massive. Mm. Whereas I'm, I'm still nervous. I got my safety guard on, got my safety goggles, my safety yeah, headphones, whatever it is. It's dangerous. Now, did you message your mum to get some lawn tips? Uh, I did. She, um, she's just discovered, uh, I don't know, the the joys in it. She said it's quite meditating. It is. Um, she sent me some tips. Do you do you want them yeah, now? Yeah, let's hear them. Well, she said fertilizer is good to start with. Okay. Regular cuts, not mowing too short. Yes. I said it doesn't matter which direction you go, horizontal or vertically, uh, across the lawn. She just changes each time so it doesn't lean one way or the other. She's good. <laughs> Don't mow wet grass. You'll pull it out. Or on a super hot day. So there you go. She knows. It. That's really good from your mum. Do you think she's looked that up or is she actually? No, she genuinely has started really enjoying it. Well. Midlife D- crisis. Doug Bollinger said a few of those things. That she's oh. just said, and Doug is—he's pretty she good. Is, isn't she is. She is a fan of Sen. So if, if he said it on the show, what's your mum's name? Let's give her a shout out. Will Healy. Hello, Will. Hi, Mama. Thanks for the tips. Uh, <laughs> now, it is a Saturday morning, so it, the other thing that I like to do when I'm on here is, if you are on the way to some sort of Saturday sport for your kids, call us one three hundred zero one eleven seventy. If you've got, um, you know, a kid that's done something awesome this morning, maybe they've scored a fifty in the cricket. Maybe they've, I don't know, done a, a new record in high jump in Little A's. What else goes on for summer sport? What are other kids doing? Um, little A's nippers. cricket. Nippers, nippers is a Sunday. Around. Oh, okay. There you My go. son's just started nippers. Oh, okay. You know what they do at our nippers is they split the kids into boys and girls, which, I don't know, seems a bit archaic for me. How old? He's five. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. No, and his three little friends are girls, and so he's, he's lost interest. Anyway, that's, uh, you know, that's a bit strange. Uh, what do you – so Saturday mornings, Joe, when you're not in here doing the radio, what are you normally doing? Sleeping. Do you – what time do you sleep till on a Saturday? Depends. It depends what I've done the night before. Are you, are you like Gibbo and you, you like to, you know, head out till about 3 a.m. and then smash a kebab and – or are you working? Are you doing MBL stuff? It's, you? it's definitely been done before. If I'm working, I'm more likely to go out because I finish work at about 11 p.m. And so – First beer at 11.30. And then is that with the crew that you've worked with? Uh, sometimes. Depends. Who are you working with? <laughs> yeah. Well, yes, this is true. Depends who's around. Um, but, yeah, do like a, a post-work beverage. Did you work last night on the NBL? No, no. I was in Melbourne for work the last two days, though, so flew back this morning. I caught, oh, myself, wow. as, I caught myself asleep on the plane <laughs> with my head cocked back and my mouth just wide oh. open. Um, somebody's got that on their Instagram I, I right now. I feel so bad for the people sat next to me. So what, what work were you doing in <laughs> Melbourne for two days? Uh, I was down there doing some uh, MBL work, um, a little bit of work for NBA Australia as well. So just catching up and then saw a few mates down there too. So it was oh, good. Oh, very nice. So we, we used to work together at Fox back in the day when you were mm-hmm. in the newsroom and I was up doing Fox League and Fox Cricket. So post then you've moved on to the NBL now and you are... 
I work, I work with the NBL technically a freelancer, so right. do a whole load of things. But, yeah, predominantly I cover basketball, NBL and NBA. And because it is a time when NBL is absolutely booming mm. in Australia. It's a good time to get on board. Were you always an NBL fan going way back? Yes. Yeah, I was a basketballer growing up. Okay. You played? Yeah. Could you? What position were you? Um, it, it changed because of my height, to be honest. Like, you know, when you start out, you're literally sort of categorised as are you big, are you small, where mm-hmm. can you play? So ended up playing playing big. I was a point guard for a little while and then I shot up over everyone else. Probably ended up around the the shooting the shooting forward, I would say. Okay, like a three-man. Yeah. Do you still play? Uh, yeah, like occasionally. I was, yeah. I was playing social for a little while. Um, now I just take the ball up to my local court. And just shoot around? Have a shoot around, oh, yeah. Very good. Do you ever step onto the court in the NBL, like at halftime, and just uh, shoot a few hoops? At halftime, I wouldn't dare. But before the game, yeah, occasionally. Oh, what a great job. There's someone that loves basketball. Yeah, now, Did fun. you see the game last night, Joe? Taz, Tasmanian Jack Jumpers, 76, went down to the New Zealand Breakers down in Launceston. Did I you did, catch yeah. Any of it? it was good. It was, um, it was pretty tight the entire game, and then towards the end, the Breakers just – pushed away a little bit, but it got very uh, heated towards the end. It, it almost boiled over at one point. Yeah, right. So why are the breakers so good this year? Because they've been hopeless the last few years, haven't they? They've, they've struggled. Um, this year, they've just they've recruited really well. Defensively, I think they're the best uh, team in the league by the numbers. I think they're the only team holding opposition to under 80 points a game. So obviously that's a great start. Um, and then they've just, yeah, brought in some firepower, a couple of good local players too. Um, but yeah, they're they're good. Modi Mayor, one of the most entertaining coaches to watch on the sideline, yeah, right. so animated. And the Jack Jumpers, obviously, they made the finals last year, beat mm-hmm. Melbourne United uh, with a bit of an upset. How are they going this year? Are they en route again? Um, yeah, then then certainly not playing bad. They've lost their last two in really close ones, um, which has been disappointing for them because they've both been at home. But um, you sort of trust that their system is just really solid, and and they'll be able to work their way through it. So. So they uh, played at Launceston last night, mm-hmm. and the crowd was hectic. It was crazy. The crowd down there is always hectic. So how many? But they don't normally play at a Launceston, do they? No, they play in Hobart. Um, I go down there occasionally for games. I was down there the other week. Their fans are unbelievable. I, I met two of their fans who had just gotten matching Jack Jumpers tattoos. Oh, wow. on their arms. It, it was it was very cool. They're they're. Uh, wedding anniversary was spent at the Jack Jumpers MVP Awards night. They knew all the players. They've got signatures. But, and this is they, a club that's only, it. it's only 12 months old. Yeah. And they've already got the tattoos. Which does not show you like how, how Tassie are just desperate for sports. So yeah. with the, the sort of movement with the AFL eventually being down there as well. It's, it's surely very exciting. They'll get a team eventually, won't they? Yeah, the I think AFL, the last 24 to. hours they've sort of made some moves and I think there's an agreement in principle now. So so where did you grow up, Joe? Are you Adelaide. Adelaide. So you mm. are an AFL yeah. supporter at heart. Now, were you Crows or Port? Oh, Crows if I had to choose, but St Kilda actually. Oh, there you go. Yeah. All right. Well, that's that's not easy either. They've, went, they've never won, have they? St Kilda, they haven't won the flag. Um, I reckon they have and it was 66 won. years ago. There you go. 66 years ago or 1966? One of them. Yeah, right. Forever ago. Yeah. Oh, okay. Very good. Long time. Do you... We don't talk about 2010 in our household. Yeah. You know, I once, um, <laughs> we were down interviewing players down at Fox uh, Footy for what we do. Mm. And um, we interviewed uh, Nick Rewalt. And who was the player that smothered the kick, that chased him down, um, ended up playing for GWS Giants? 
Uh, very funny guy. Anyway, I can't think of his name. Yeah. Anyway, so we <laughs> we did it as a joke because it's a famous smother. So Nick Rewalt has an open goal. He runs through and could kick, mm. but then this player came through and jumped and smothered it right at the last second. Obviously what ends up happening is St Kilda then go on to draw mm. and then they lose the following – was it yeah. the following Saturday whatever it is? So basically yeah. if Nick Rewalt had kicked this goal and hadn't have just, you know, meandered through – they would have won. Can you imagine how much that stings? Oh, well, I didn't realise how much it stings until – so the gag that we did oh, no. was oh, – <laughs> What did no. you do? We got um, – <laughs> and the player's name escapes me. This story would be way better if I remembered it. We got him to wish <laughs> Nick Rewalt because it was in it was a, around Mother's Day. We, we got him to wish Nick Rewalt a happy Smother's Day. <laughs> and so we then played it to Nick, Nick Rewalt and everybody <laughs> in the room was like – Oh just my god! Staring, and he just stared us down, and there was no laughter. And then afterwards, they're like, "Yeah, people don't." Jo- Heath Shaw, thank you, Gibbo. Ah, uh, yeah, Heath okay. Shaw, who's a very funny guy. Um, and you know, was an amazing player. I think he only retired from GWS last year, but Heath was right on board. Happy Smothers Day, Nick. He would have loved it. Yeah. Um, but apparently, that's not something you joke about. No. Did you did you end up using the gag, or because it was a no. flop, you couldn't? <laughs> we had to scrap all of it. What we learned is from from many years of writing rugby league jokes, and then going down, and we basically did sort of twelve months of writing AFL jokes. Mm. Is it is a very it's they take themselves way more seriously, right? Like you, rugby league players, it's kind of open slather. Like you, you can joke to Billy Slater about you know, salary cap rules mm-hmm. and he just takes it on the chin. Whereas <laughs> we, we learn in the AFL, there's not quite the same sense of humor. We learned that the hard oh, way. Oh, that is so awkward. Well, we, we sat down with Dustin Martin and Trent Cotchin. Mm-hmm. So obviously two big superstars from, um, <laughs> God, from the Richmond Tigers and they had beaten GWS the year before in the grand final. Do you remember it was like a hundred? Yeah, pump them. Pump them. Yeah. So we sit down with these two and, you know, because we – you know, we follow AFL, but we don't follow it every week. We don't know it that well. We don't realise, you know, how serious these guys take it. And so we sat down with them and uh, the first question we asked them was, at which point of the national anthem did you guys know you'd beaten GWS, <laughs> right? <laughs> and so they then, they just stonewalled us. They just stared at us and we were like. Seriously? Seriously. Even after the fact, surely you can at least like crack half a smile. No, there was nothing. And so, wow. I mean, Trent sort of had a little giggle, but then he looked at Dusty and Dusty looked at him like, don't you laugh at these two. Yeah. And then the other joke we did with them, um, Dusty Martin at the time had, do you remember it came out that he was partying with Serena Williams mm-hmm. in Bali? So that wasn't long before we'd <laughs> done this thing. And so we said a joke to him um, and it was when Serena lost in the first round of the Australian Open right. and we went long after that and we we basically said to Dusty, you know, how responsible are you for Serena's loss in the first round? And then he just went, not responsible. And then, and then we went, how do you know Serena? And he's like, through like personal contacts and stuff. And we're like, okay, Dusty. Oh, that's, man. Yeah. I hope I hope that there's something in there when he's you know with his mates or whatever because what a boring existence otherwise. Oh, I think there is. I think he just he just he just liked like scaring the shit out of us. But yeah, yeah. Um, all right, we are on all morning one three hundred zero one eleven seven. If you want to get involved again, zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. We'll take a break and we'll be back with more. 
Bred with over 100 years of innovation, Toro's mowers are ready to charge through any job. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. This morning, it's the Professor and Joe Healy, uh, Toro Mowers, trusted and tested by the best. Here's our tip. Turn your lawn from good to great with a new Toro mower. I could do with one, Gibbo. Can you talk to them for me? See if you can get me a new Toro mower. He's not going to answer me there. Just going to ignore me. Oh, yeah, I can talk to them, mate. I'm on very, very good terms I can imagine the moment. Yeah. a guy like you would be. You're a lovely man. Now, over the next three weeks on the Mowers Club, we're putting together Toro's top 10 tips for a good lawn. We've got a couple in the mix from last week. Uh, we're going to collate all the best responses and pick the best one. The winner will receive either two tickets to a day at the Brisbane Test or the Sydney Test. It's your choice uh, with flights and accommodation Provided what a prize that is. Uh, now, these aren't just any old tickets. They're up for grabs. It's two corporate tickets, which includes a premium food and beverage package. Uh, so send in your top lawn tips. You can do this via text, uh, 0457 736 736, or give us a call on 1300 01 1170. Which test would you go to, Joe? Brisbane or uh, Sydney? Where would you rather hang out? Um, only because I've actually, this is a little bit, Embarrassing. I've never been to the Gabba. Oh, so I, I would go to Brisbane. Also, you know, you want to take, you know, the flight and the accommodation. And oh, yeah. It, and living in Sydney. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, a couple of tips have come in there, Joe. Um, we've got Tim who says, don't cut more than 30% off the height in a single mow. That's, that's becoming a little bit of a theme, I think, as well. Have you got any tips yourself, by the way? Um, well, basically... <laughs> Doug told me just let Mother Nature take its course, mm-hmm. and it. Worked. I do that with my house plants. Does not work. Go? No, no, I'm good at killing a house plant. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, Doug Bollinger, who gave me that tip, is uh, currently, I think he's on the line here. Doug Bollinger, are you there? Yeah, um, uh, mentally I'm not here, but physically I am. <laughs> How are you, Doug, on this Saturday morning? Uh, are you a bit I'm, dusty? I'm not, or not you're good. right. Uh, yeah, no, I'm not good. What have you been up to? I don't know. I had a golf day yesterday and then a charity dinner last night. So I'm um, a little athletics mark and long jump. He actually got me away from it. So that's good. <laughs> Any big jumps out there <laughs> this I'm morning, Doug? I'm, I'm at Winston Hills, just done high jump, and now I'm doing long jump, and it's not good. Doug, mate, uh, let's start with a couple of cricket <laughs> questions for you just to really Tell test me. you while you're a bit dusty. Uh, Pat Cummins was very good in his first outing as captain. I mean, yep. was it wasn't unexpected, was it? No, no, mate. He's he's a smart man. He's a wonderful cricketer, and I, I thought it was more. You know, I was I was more happy for Travis Head as well. You know, back in Adelaide, opening the batting. But no, it's good for Pat, and it's good for the team to come out with a win, especially after a World Cup. They probably want to forget. Um, it, it was a great start, and I think they play today, don't they? They do. They're on uh, at the they SCG do. today. I think it starts about two o'clock. Dougie, you mentioned Travis Head there. The the Topic of the opening partnership is always an interesting one. Do you think that he sort of would be the right person to to play with David Warner moving forward? Well, oh, absolutely, Joe. Like he, I think he averages forty five opening the batting in one day. Is and sorry, I'm struggling to breathe here. I'm walking as well. <laughs> um, um, <laughs> no, I, I think he's a great fit, and he and he warmed into that really, really well. Um, but I, plus, he can bowl as well, and I think that's a big factor. Um, but no, I, I think it was great. I think it was a good pick, but I think they've got to try and look at someone as well, like a Daniel Hughes that scored 400s already this season. So there's always, 
there's always room to move. So it's good. I think it's, everything's coming forward. Now, Doug, the reason we have you on is because, uh, as I described you at the start of the show, you are the guru of all things green. Um, <laughs> yeah. We need some lawn tips. People will be out with their mowers right now with us in their earbuds. Yep. Uh, they, and they're looking at their lawn and they're wondering, why does my lawn look so good? What can they do, Doug, to make it better? Uh, they need to, I think, a bit of top dressing right now. I think a, a little bit of top dressing would help and only trimming your lawn. So only cutting maybe level six, seven or eight on your mower and just tip cutting because it'll keep the green. And um, it'll be lovely for the uh, for the summer coming. Excuse my ignorance, but what's top dressing? Top dressing, so you get some top dressed soil. So soil gets the grass to grow uh, straight up instead of growing sideways. Oh, okay. So it thickens it up. It thickens it up. Where where can we pick that up, mate? Is that just at a um, hardware store? Mate, or? It's, it's, yeah, no, a hardware store. Well, mate, I, look, I don't know, um, Doug. Where am I getting? No, that? I, I use I use Parkley sand and soil, and then I use okay. Vermont sand and soil as well. Okay. My lawn out the front of my yeah. joint isn't very level. Is that the same thing I should be doing, top dressing? Yes, absolutely, young man. Where, where, What suburb do you live in? I'm in North Curl Curl. Doug, can you swing past? Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, lovely, yeah. I don't go that far on my holidays, but anyway. Oh, mate. Nice area. I'll make you a cup of tea. It'd be lovely. <laughs> no, no, I, um, yeah, a bit of top dressing. I reckon a bit of water as well. It's been hot for a couple of weeks, so um, a bit of water won't hurt either. Doug, how did you get into to this in the first place, becoming a professional landscaper after cricket? <laughs> professional. I don't think I've been professional at anything <laughs> in my life. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, to be honest, I, I just wanted to do something outside. I couldn't get stuck in indoors in, a, in an office, and I can't do that. So I'd rather be outside in the sun. I put Joe Rogan on every day and just and watch the world go by. So um, And it's good fun. It's good to be outside. It's good to be in the sun. Um, yeah. Good choice it. of podcast too. <laughs> Do you like Joe Rogan? It's a good pod. Yeah, I like yeah, Joe Rogan. Yeah, he's got he's got it. He's got a he's got a really good episode. His, his name's Tom O'Neill, and he studied the Manson murders for like twenty years. It's really really interesting to listen to. All right, you've turned me around. I like that sort of gear. That's great. Uh, my yeah. favorite podcast yeah. is um, the Run Home with Joel and Fletch. <laughs> To listen to that, don't you? Mate, you got the mate. You've, you've got you've got the job. All right, you've no, got just, the job. That's what I'm trying to do, mate. I need a bloody job. I'm pumping this up. Hey, come on, Doug. All right, mate. Well, you enjoy the rest of your Saturday. Maybe have a bloody Mary. Do they sell those at the oh, little I athletics canteen? Yeah, no, no, because I nearly vomited when I walked past the barbecue. <laughs> oh, <laughs> mate, that's, stay a, away from it. that's a bad sign. Um, all right, well, yeah, thanks, thanks for calling in, Doug. Thanks, guys. Thanks, great Joe. Have tips. a great day. Thanks, team. you too. Bye-bye. Uh, so just a reminder, if you do send in your lawn tips, then, uh, well, you could, you're in the chance to win, Gibbo. It's two tickets to a corporate suite at either the Sydney or the Brisbane Test with flights and accommodation and food and beverage. And you get to choose, is that right, Gibbo, between yeah, so- Brisbane and Sydney? So wherever you're listening, you can choose uh, flights and accommodation will be provided. Now, we've got a couple from last week, so we've got that there. But we're going to pick the best ones, and then we'll end up picking the winner in a couple of weeks' time. So over the next three weeks, thanks to Toro, we'll be running a pretty good competition. So yeah, 0457 736 736. I want some kooky ones. I want some... Out wide. Out wide. Everybody says fertiliser, aerate, um, top dress. I want, I don't know, um, grape skins. I want something weird. Interesting. Okay. We've just had another text that says, move your pets before mowing. Uh, see, that's good. That's out wide. <laughs> that's a good one. Uh, f- we got here from uh, Will. Fertilizer is good. This isn't your mum, is it? It is, yep. Is it actually your mum <laughs> that's written it. in? Yep. And then she, <laughs> after, after she says, then kick back with a cold ear and admire it. How good is that? <laughs> Regular cuts, not mowing too short, and doesn't matter about which way you mow. Oh, yep, this is what she, I changed it. 
up next time so it doesn't lean or groan. Don't mow wet grass. She's brilliant. Yeah, I told you. I wonder if Doug's still listening. Do you think he could employ your mum as a bit of a consultant? I reckon he's probably keeling over at this point as soon as he, he hung up. <laughs> Did you ever do little athletics? Um, oh, for about three weeks. It was torture. Gibbo, did you ever do it? No, but I used to babysit these little brothers, these Swedish little brothers, and I had to take them to little athletics every week, and I, it was the most torturous thing ever. So I think it scarred me for life. I think it's my I didn't like because I was hopeless. Mm. Yeah. And you would sit and you'd wait, and there'd be 100 kids, and then you'd finally get to run the 100 metres, and you'd lose by three lengths. and then Yeah, not not enjoyable. Was that... No, I was just going to say, but then, and there was always one or two kids that just won absolutely everything. Um, and then, you know, they loved it, but everybody else. I hate those kinds of people. Yeah, me too. I hate winners. <laughs> I'm with you, Joe. Saturday mornings usually, is that, is it always Saturday mornings, Little Athletics? Little A's, yeah. yeah. It was well, down at Narrabeen Fitness Camp back when I used to do it. So did you have to choose between cricket and Little Athletics? Uh, well, back in those days, you didn't start cricket till you're a bit older because they were trying to protect kids. But my son, who's five, has now started cricket. They... Um, How's, how does that go? I feel like the attention spans would, would struggle, well, he limit did it, he play. Did it yesterday afternoon and he came home and said, I don't like cricket. I don't want to play anymore. <laughs> so, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think he'd be doing it much longer. But at, at five, they don't want to do anything. They just, yeah. want to, they just want to play Lego or jump on trampolines, mm. which, I mean, you can't really do that your whole life, can you? I suppose you can. Um, all right. We're going to take a – we're going to go to the news here, Gibbo. All right. We'll be back with more real soon. Yes, you're on the Saturday Morning Mowers Club. This morning it's the Professor and Joe Healy. We are talking all things grass, all things mowing, all things green. Would that be right, Joe? Yeah, that works. Uh, we're putting together Toro's top 10 tips for a good lawn. Um, if you send us a tip on 0457 736 736, your tip might go in the top 10 and you might win yourself two corporate suite tickets to a day at, test, at the Test Cricket, either in Sydney or Brisbane, with flights and accommodation. Uh, and food and beverage, you get to choose which one you want to go to. It's a cracking prize. We've had them coming in thick and fast, Joe. What do you got there? On it's your been text line? good. Um, we've got one here. It says, It's the edge that makes the lawn. Learn how to cut a nice square edge with your line trimmer. Listen, take notes. Yeah, I'm hopeless, yeah. Uh, and you'll be the envy of the neighborhood. I like that one. And Tim sent us in a tip before, but he's got another sneaky one. He says, If you're married, send your partner shopping, call me to mow, and then take the credit. Genius. That's what Dougie needs to do. He needs to come around and cut my lawn because the edge is difficult. You know, the other thing is I live next to a guy whose lawn is perfect. Oh, the and, pressure. Oh, <laughs> and because from where we sit in our lounge room, I can see his lawn and it just, it, it kills me. Mm. He's got one of those aerating machines where you actually roll it. It's like a roller. I've um, never I've even heard of, of such a mechanism. Joe, you are the perfect person to be on this show. <laughs> Without a lawn. I really need no, some help. I don't know what top dressing is. <laughs> it's all about learning today. All right, we're going to take another break here. On the other side, we're going to be doing our week wrap in sport. If you want to get involved, one three hundred zero one eleven seventy or text 0457 736 736. Bred with over 100 years of innovation, Toro's mowers are ready to charge through any job. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Well, not this morning. No Adam Peacock, no Nick Davis. It is the Professor and Joe Healy filling in for those two who, you know what, they just couldn't be asked showing up. That's what I've worked <laughs> out. But we are here and we are having a great time. Um, it's time to do our little week in review, Joe. Let's get Let's. a sting on here. 
let's put a line through the biggest stories of the week with the Mowers Week in Review. Now, I think the biggest story of the week, Joe, which we should discuss here, is basically that the Qatar FIFA World Cup has reversed the decision to sell beer in the stadiums. I was a little bit jealous of Peacock being over there, but now I feel sorry for him. I'd be, I'd be so angry. Absolutely. So here's the story. The beer taps have been officially turned off at the World Cup. Qatari officials sensationally reversed their approval for beer to be sold within the country's eight World Cup stadiums in an extraordinary development just two days out from the tournament opener between host nation and Ecuador. So basically Budweiser paid $112 million to be the official beer sponsor to set up tents to sell beer, I'm assuming in the stadiums, mm. and two days out... They've gone, nah, no beer. Did you see the um, the Budweiser account tweet when they heard the news? What did they say? They just said oh, something like, this This is awkward, yeah. and then they deleted it. <laughs> I'm not surprised. So I think you can still drink. They've got some fan zones and things, yes. but nothing in the stadiums. I just, I don't know. I would be, not that, not that sort of drinking is everything, but it certainly adds to the experience, and it's probably you know, part of the reason why you're over there on holiday. Like, come A on. A million percent. I mean, I was wondering... How many of these football fans, and I'm just, when I say this, I picture in my head the English fans, have actually in the last 20 to 30 years sat and watched their team play sober? I, I reckon it would be in single figures. It's a very <laughs> low percentage. And all of a sudden, because what if they are sitting there and then they're like, oh my God, what is this sport? <laughs> well, <I'm, laughs> this is 90 minutes of torture. <laughs> I'm not a massive football fan, but oh, no, geez, the only reason would get me through a game, a 90 minute game, is to be. Have, yeah. yeah. Have you have you had a non-alcoholic beer? I have. Yeah, I had some um, Heineken zeros. Yeah, and it, like I have too. And if you're out with other people who are drinking, there you get like the tiniest little bit of a sort of placebo effect just yeah. based on the taste. So they are selling the non-alcoholic stuff in the stands. So maybe you try that if you're oh, over there. Oh man, I don't know. It's almost like an insult. <laughs> like, wouldn't you? You'd just go for a. A, I don't know, a soft drink, a Coke or something. Well, I feel like some of the best sort of crowd moments from all different sports happen when people have had a few too many to drink. So we're not going to see many streakers. We're not going to see any punch-ups in the crowd. Like, I know, we're gonna, I'm with We're going to lose quite a lot of we are. bad crowd behaviour, which Yeah, is the hooligans shame. aren't going to be, you know... There's no, not going to be any England versus Russia punch-ups well, in, in beer gardens. Did you read a couple of weeks ago, I'm pretty sure there's a ban on like any sort of person who's been done for hooliganism in England. They've sort of got a red tape through them, so their visas were cancelled two weeks right. out. So all these people had booked to be To be fair to those people, they're potentially protecting their lives by not allowing them to go. Oh, that's yeah. a good point. That is the that's Because they are very, very strict. What is the... What is the sentence handed down to hooliganism in Qatar? You're, they... you're talking prison time. Yeah, right. Ooh. Oh, God. Mm. Yeah, probably a good thing they're not there. Now, the uh, the English, they found a way around it. Well, the England wags have found a way around it. <laughs> they're going to be staying on a $1.8 billion boat just sitting off the coast of Qatar where they are. there's going to be $700. In international waters. Well, I assume it's international waters, which means... Uh, they can do whatever they want, as far as I understand it. Um, Seven hundred dollar bottles of bubbly will be flowing as all these wags just rip in. Um, you've got so some of the wags are there's uh, model Sasha Atwood, who's twenty six. Have you heard of her? Nope. Uh, me either. She's a girlfriend of Manchester City ace Jack Grealish uh, and Anna Modler. She's twenty four. She's engaged to Spurs man Eric Dyer. Have you heard of her? 
Ad and a modeler? Nope, I have not. Um, I haven't heard of any of these people. I, I just feel like, I mean, I know all these these women will all know each other, but based on um, what's happened with, with WAGs in the past, I can just imagine there being a whole lot of cat fights on this this boat. They need Do you to remember get a Wagatha Christie? No, what was Wagatha Christie? Colleen Rooney and Rebecca Vardy. No, what were that, they doing? That went to court. Uh, oh, how good. Rebecca was accused of leaking sort of defamatory information about um, Colleen Rooney. I wouldn't be surprised if it's actually probably still going behind the scenes in terms of settlements. That was ugly. Well, we had during the week um, Hannah Ferreira. Yeah, from, from Below Deck. Below Deck and the real love boat, which is where they stick the cameras on these boats and let people, you know, go at it. I wonder if there's a TV crew. There has to be. We've Surely. got um, access all areas on Channel 10 and Paramount+. Plus. We, someone, there needs to be a light bulb going off in yeah. someone's head thinking, we need to see what's going on here because... It'd be great as well if England gets smashed or they lose to America or something. And then we can really see some cat fights. Oh, that'd be great. I mean, there is a little part of me that hopes everybody gets COVID on the boat. Well, yeah, they, so. are, they if are. If everybody on happens. the boat gets COVID, they stay there and carry on doing as they were. Yeah, oh, that's true. Just with masks. Nothing, nothing changes. But they got to wear masks. <laughs> Sucked in. Um, now, the other one, which is interesting, is that KFC have launched its own bar in the UK, the Colonel's Arms to celebrate the World Cup. It's a bar in Hammersmith, England, uh, and it's basically offering football, pints, and free chicken. Free chicken? I like this. That's not bad. Yeah, they've got the KFC delivery bell, and they get chicken delivered to their table. Now, you lived in the UK for a I while, like didn't you, Joe? I did. Did you spend a lot of time in Hammersmith or Little Australia? As it's, um, I mean, it's full of Aussies, not, right, not- Hammersmith? Uh, yeah, it is. Um, I was actually born at Hammersmith, <laughs> at Hammersmith Hospital. You're joking. I dead set drove past for the first time. You know, you're like really excited, the anticipation, being like, oh, this is where I came into the world. Yeah. It is an absolute, like, it's a hole. Yeah, right. It's a I dive. drove past and never went back. Well, not anymore because <laughs> the Colonel's Arms is now giving you Colonel approved beer. So he's made the beer as well. Um, and you can get free chicken. I tell you what, England is a really cool place to be during the World Cup. Because, I can imagine it would be. Yeah, like all the pubs are packed. There's people sprawling out. Um, I mean, the weather at this time is probably not too bad yet, so you can be outside for extended periods. It is. It's a good vibe. But what it do you make of the vibe. "It's whole"? You know, the whole "It's Coming Home" song and. I like it. You do? Yeah. They've got to stop singing it though. It's surely a curse. I mean, because they were singing it in the Euros, weren't they, when yeah. Italy put them to the sword? Yeah, no, they, they'll never stop. It's a little bit, you know, it's the sweet Caroline, it's those kinds of things. I'm a fan. Okay. I'm a hopeless romantic. All right, fair enough. Now, let's uh, talk cricket. So the T20 World Cup wrapped up. Speaking of England, they got it done last Sunday, and then they basically went on a bender for five days, as far as I understand it, and then lost to Australia on, what day was that, Gibbo? Friday? Uh, Wednesday, Thursday. Wednesday, uh, Thursday. Um, did you see much of the T20 World Cup, Joe? Uh, I did. I did. Um, I thought it was good. I really, um, I, I got into it. The, that first sort of group phase when you weren't really sure if the tournament had started or it hadn't, that was yeah, confusing. It was. Not going to lie. <laughs> uh, but no, I got into it in the end, like a couple of those games, especially at the MCG where it was just packed out and the atmosphere was insane. It was pretty cool. Yeah, and I I really liked Pakistan's rise Mm -hmm. um, based on the fact you thought they were out after the first two games and then um, they fought their way back. And obviously, you know, seeing Matty Hayden there giving his inspirational speeches, I thought that was very good. Uh, It was a shame Australia got knocked out as early as they did, Gibbo. Yeah, I I think it sort of showed that Australia's probably not as good at 2020 cricket as we thought. We sort of won that 
World Cup last year. We were really pumped about this World Cup. But, yeah, wasn't to be for Australia. I really like the minnow teams. Ireland got say. a win against England. The Zimbabwe, Netherlands against South Africa. Netherlands. Like, there was a lot of good – and it's good for cricket because the 50-over World Cup and the test matches are downsizing in terms of teams that can play. Mm-hmm. With the T20 World Cup, the next one's in the West Indies in America – they're upsizing. So we'll see more minnows. Unfortunately, we'll probably see more games before the actual tournament. But yeah, it was good to see the minnows go well when we've been watching in the rugby league them get absolutely pumped. Absolutely. And having them all at the same time, you can see that obviously one sport's growing in these countries and one maybe not so much. Um, now, there is the second one day on today at the SCG. The crowds were down massively at Adelaide. Being an Adelaide person, Joe... What's going on? Why aren't they showing up for the cricket down there? Uh, it's a hard one because, like, we love our sport. Um, I would, but I feel like we're cricketed out. I feel like the, the country is cricketed out right now. Like, England, clearly, they've just won the World Cup. But damn straight, they should be on a five-day bender. Yeah. So, of course, like, does anyone really care about this ODI series? Really? No, it's, it's an odd time of year as well. It, yeah. It's, the I summer think it's hasn't too started early. No, yet, exactly. You, you kind of need it around the test series which is, I guess, it's kind of the start of December, right? Mm. It's like when they start playing football in February and, well, now it's going to start in March. That's, it's too early. Yeah. You know, you're, just, you're not used to it. You, just, you can't switch. Um, does Adelaide need to do anything to get more people there? Do they need no. to? What about? Um, it's a blip. It's fine. Doesn't matter. They'll no. show up for later on. They will. All right, yep. fair enough. Now, the NRL, there was lots of uh, trade, ha- trades happening during the week. You saw Jackson Hastings go to the Knights and Dave Clement of the Tigers. Who's got the better deal there, Joe, do you reckon? Um, I would say the Knights. Yeah? Yeah, I think so. Because Dave's a bit old and a bit past it. Just, yeah, I mean, that's a bit harsh, isn't it? But, oh, well, but it's, if you, you've got to choose one. You know what? And Dave is terrifying. <laughs> yes. I hope he doesn't listen to SEN. Let's uh, get night terrors, though, so. How scared can you be of a person who gets night terrors? Do you mean night terrors because he's still affected from playing at the nights? No. Or he gets... Literal night terrors. Yeah, my I my wife... I was on a Fox Sports skit. Oh, uh, was it? Yeah, probably. I probably wrote it. It <laughs> <laughs> probably sucked. Um, my wife gets night terrors. Really? Oh, they're terrifying. Do you get them? Have you uh, ever had night terrors? No. Um, a friend of mine does, though, and it's, it's, it is scary. Especially if you're not expecting it. I, I forget and then occasionally, you know, we'll be away or something and I'm, yeah. Mm-mm. So she she will sit bolt she'll sit bolt upright in bed, and go. Who's your friend in the corner? Really? <laughs> yeah, like that. Wow. It's oh mate, it's <laughs> <Yeah>. terrifying. <laughs> I wouldn't know whether to laugh or cry. No, you freak. Like I can't tell you how like your pulse starts going. And, yeah. Um, the other one is she will often think that uh, spiders have dropped on her face. <laughs> How often I, is this? She doesn't listen to this. This is fine. How, How often? <laughs> yeah. It's less than it was. She'll, yeah. she'll go through night terror periods where it's like every single night. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then it, we haven't had one in a long time. Right. Yeah. I think she's just, some people are overactive when they sleep. Some people sleepwalk. They have full on conversations. Um, I've, I've been known to sleepwalk. Okay, because that's terrifying. Are you going up and down stairs? And... No, I just, I think the last time I did it, I was told that I answered the phone. <laughs> the, the phone wasn't ringing, but I sort of like went out and anyway. And you I... said, hello, Joe speaking. <laughs> Probably the... dropped it and went back to bed. Hey, that's a phone topic. What do you do while you're asleep? <laughs> why, don't you, why don't you message us in? What's the weirdest stuff you get up to while you're asleep? Zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. Uh, people run in their sleep. Really? I wish I, I used to, um, I used to wet the bed actually, like 
probably up till I was about <laughs> 25. 24, yeah, two years you ago. You used to wet the bed. Yeah. Good on you, Gibbo, for telling the whole of Sydney and, and Brisbane yeah. that you used well, to wet it was the bed. Well, it was an issue, but I, you know, saw someone and now I'm What sweating. was it? Why were you wet in the bed? Oh, because I was just a bit too, had a bit too much uh, Budweiser light. Is that what it was? Yeah, Just I drinking so. too it, much. Do, yeah. Are you sort of conscious in your dream thinking that you've gone to the bathroom? Yeah, well, I think the main thing is you have to go to the bathroom before you go to bed, where I would sort of just be coming straight in, straight to bed, going to sleep, and then you wake up and you know, oh, no, I've done it again. Oh, there's, <laughs> there's the iPhone 8. There's the iPhone 8 gone. Well, we'll get a new phone. No, yeah, you were oh. killing iPhones? Was yeah. there people in the bed with you sometimes when you'd wet the bed? Uh, oh, yeah, that had, that had couple, happened a couple of times. And what would you say? How'd that go down? Well, thankfully, I was I was in the good books at that stage, but uh, it didn't go down so well after a couple of times. The first time is sweet. It's a snap, smack on the nose. But the second time, that's when you'd start going, all right, I think we have a problem here, Houston. And yeah, anyway. Oh, I am. Wow. Well, like, like your wife with the night terrors. It happened ages ago. It's in the rear view mirror now. That's fantastic. I think it's great that you just open about it. You yeah. were a bedwetter. I think <laughs> it's... I think it's great. Can we clip that up and put that out on socials? Yeah, sure. Is that fun? I love it. I think it's great. Um, all right, we're going to take, on that wonderful note, we're going to take another break. We'll be back real soon. Bread with over 100 years of innovation. Toro's mowers are ready to charge through any job. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Not this morning, it's the Professor and Joe Healy and uh, we're having a wonderful time on our Saturday morning. We're talking all things mowers and all things grass tips. Just a reminder uh, that if you want to win two tickets to either the Brisbane Test or the uh, Sydney Test with flights and accommodation, send us in your uh, grass tips and then um, and then we're collating Toro's top 10 grass tips. You'll get a tip in, is it going to be a book? What is it going to be, Gibbo? Yeah, I think so. Maybe like a little a pamphlet, a leaflet. Top 10 tips for Toro. It's a bit hard to say, isn't it? Top 10 tips for Toro. You nailed it before. I, as soon as you said it, I was like, well, that's tongue twister. I don't even Now you've put it in my head. I'm going to... Top 10 tips for Toro. Top 10. <laughs> Toro's top 10 tips for a good lawn. How many do you reckon we've got so far? Quality oh, we, tips. Oh, we've got about 100. Really? That's going to be hard uh, breaking that down yeah. and are choosing going, 10. Yeah. I'm going through each individually. Me and Dougie are judges and what we'll I've do. I've seen we'll... your lawn, mate. You can't be a judge. <laughs> Have you seen my lawn? No. Well, you've seen the weeds, though, out I the I saw front. the weeds. Yeah. I didn't see the lawn. Bred with over 100 years of innovation, Toro's mowers are ready to charge through any job. Welcome to the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Yes, it is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club this morning. It is the Professor and Joe Healy. Toro Mowers, Toro's 100% grass fed mowers lead the charge. Now, we have a very special guest joining us uh, to review, preview the Rugby League World Cup final in the early hours of Sunday morning between Australia and Samoa. It is our, it's former Samoan international, Monty Beetham. Are you there, Monty? Good morning, boys. How are you? Uh, very good, man. Um, I should say to Tolo Falavo, really. Yes. I'm not, what does that mean, Monty? Uh, oh, that's just a hello. Oh, well, yes, and a hello to you. Uh, now, Monty, <laughs> you, in 2000, you played for Samoa in the World Cup. Can you give us some of your memories from that? 
Yeah, great memories because, you know, a lot of us boys, like the Jane Lullabells, uh, the Tony Pulitores, uh, Frank Pulitores of the world who went on to win uh, premierships and that, uh, played junior Kiwis before and we wanted to, to play for um, our, our country or our nation of heritage, which was Samoa. And there's a number of us that were able to play for Samoa in the 2000 World Cup. We were young. We hadn't played for uh, any of the Tier 1 nations at the time, uh, but we were... We're very excited about going overseas, and it was a bit of a tour. And uh, even though we only had 100 pounds for the week and two pairs of training gear, and you train twice a day, and, and it was very wet over there and cold, it made it very hard. But we were so proud, and you know, to to do what you, you can for your nation uh, of heritage, and to to, to face uh, Australia in the quarterfinals back then, 22 years ago, was was something that was pretty cool for a group of young men who were very proud of uh, their heritage. Hey, Monty, it's Joe here. Um, just thinking back to that that trip and that tournament, what is your favourite memory or moment? Uh, favourite moment? Uh, for us, it was being in the Māori because a lot of them were told at Nika and a lot of them were Kala and a lot of the boys that were from the, uh, the Warriors and that as well. Um, but for me, I guess it also was um, you know, just getting uh, the boots right and the Sivatel, um, having to, to work on that because Samoa was not a language that I knew uh, very well. Um, but you know the, the whole tour, the whole trip was was a lot of fun because you know we're we're getting back to our roots and understanding a lot more about our heritage, and then also realizing when we progress through the stages how important it was to a lot of the Samoan communities around the world, which we're seeing now. It's just been epic uh, with you down here in Otahu with the flags flying over there in Brisbane. Uh, it's just gone nuts on social media, and um, you know that's something that these boys led by uh, Junior Polo can be very proud about. Now, did you see the Rock shout out for Samoa during the week? Oh, absolutely. Did How you, good was that? Did uh, you get through all of it? It was long. Yeah, it was long. It was long. <laughs> and there was moments when I would, would go back and forth. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> you know, on Instagram and on social media, you want things instant. And you want it, you know, in a quick time frame. Uh, but it's just gone viral since then. I think a lot of guys are out there trying to get the rock on. And, you know, you know when you're thinking about all our proud Samoans that have done well on the world stage, it's none finer or bigger than the rock on the biggest platform of all. So uh, to have them, shout out to the boys, uh, to give them a bit of a lift in terms of uh, what he would like from them and what he expects from them, I'm sure that would just be a shot in the arm. No, got to love it for sure. Hey, what have you made of, of this World Cup particularly? What 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 stood out for you? Oh, well, you know, for, for the Samoa team, you know, for a number of years, we've always had very good teams on paper going into a World Cup, uh, but unfortunately we've always... I felt we've let ourselves down or we've underachieved. And um, I thought that was potentially going to be the case after England uh, round one, uh, 16.6 opening up the tour. Um, you know, when we had eight guys in the in, in the grand final, uh, in terms of the squad across both teams, I really thought we were going to do really well. Um, but, you know, I did have an inkling that, you know, when we did get our pants pulled down and we did get a bit of a, an embarrassment and a reality check and that, that they would, uh, come back and, and, and show what, what a classy side they were and credit to Matt Parrish and all the boys in the squad from the Y and all these guys that have been playing for Tier 1 Nations or, or you know, that play in Origin and everything else that put their hand up and just, you know, just put this country on the map, man. What they've done is amazing. And, and you know, that's largely due to what uh, uh, JT Tamaloro and they did with the boys in 2017 when they decided to jump ship with passion and, and, and bravery. Monty? I think we've lost yes. Monty. Oh, you're still there. Sorry. I lost you. Sorry for a second. Hey, Monty, is it time for Samoa to become a Tier 1 nation? 
Uh, well, I think there's argument for that now. And if you think about all the, the great Samoans playing in the um, Australian team uh, and then the Samoans in the Kiwi team, if they had their first pick and if you could only play for Samoa, that 17 would be a formidable side that I, I think would rival anyone. Uh, yeah. So would you so you do, you do Samoa and you would do uh, Tonga as also tier one. Would you also throw Papua New Guinea in there? Yeah, well, they're, they're really coming on, Papua New Guinea. I've been enjoying their progress over the, the last couple of years in World Cups. Um, but if you think if you think about powerhouses and ones that have a huge depth uh, with names that we know within the NRL system and up there in the Super League, you're probably looking more like uh, uh, Tonga and, and Samoa. But, you know, Papua New Guinea, they're a force, and, you know, that's their, their number one sport, and they love the game, they love and breed it. Monty, looking ahead to the final tomorrow morning, Samoa and Australia, it's going to be pretty epic. Who who wins it? Why? What are you predicting? Uh, look, I'm going to say Australia. I'm going to say that for two reasons. Because one, obviously with my head um, and the smarts, I think they're going to win. But secondly, I'm going to say that because obviously what, when you go for something so badly, um, you, you hope that it gets flipped on its head and gets turned around. And, and there's a lot of people here very proud of what Samoa has achieved. But I think they played two huge games in the row, the quarterfinal against um, MMT and then obviously a great semifinal which went into extra time. And they're a bit depleted in terms of their stocks and in the, in the um, forwards especially. Uh, amazing backs. Um, but they are quality. And when we're talking about how big the occasion is for them and how important it is, and we need people like The Rock and other communities just really getting in behind them and, you know, and the shortage of salmon flags around the world, around the globe. Um, you know, anything is possible and achievable, but this, um, you know, the spine of this Australian side is, is going to be uh, one to, to watch as well, especially when, you know, when Terry's probably got a little bit more pressure on him than he would, would like um, because he's, he's a young man who loves standing up and showing what he's about and, and being at his absolute best. We've seen it for Penrith. You know, we've seen it for New South Wales and uh, we haven't quite yet seen it for Australia, but I believe he's going to be one of the greats. I, I, I think that even for a few Aussie supporters, we wouldn't mind seeing Samoa get up and and I'm um, even beat them. I wouldn't mind seeing Samoa. No, nah, it's a bit of tall poppy really? syndrome, isn't it? I wouldn't. No, yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing. I'm. I'm. I don't know. I just. I think it would be great for the game, and that's what I'm all about, Joe. The game. Hey, Monty. Before we go, for all our listeners that just love the New Zealand Warriors, can you assure them that season 2023 is going to be different? Well, normally everyone says it's going to be our year, the year. And I'm doing a little bit of work at the moment. I left their training session uh, not so long ago, and I can tell you what, there is a different sort of place. And I know people say that every year, and it's when you face adversity is where it really does count. But in terms of the, the coaching staff, in terms of the boys coming back, uh, you know, you had Adam from North Lake and Dallin Watsons and Lesniak, who aren't due back to training with, but they're in there. They couldn't be away from it. And just looking on, um, it, it all bodes well. So there was a, a push to get a, a whole season of home games in New Zealand, wasn't there? Um, because obviously the poor Warriors were, were stuck in Australia for so long. And only the West Tigers took a game there. Is that right? Was there, yep. um, I mean, what was the reaction from the Warriors for that? Were they a bit disappointed? Oh, it is what it is. And it, it's, you know, it's only to be expected. But, you know, uh, from my point of view, as an old uh, Warriors captain and an old boy and, and having seen what they've, put themselves through and, and understood what how mentally tough it was for a lot of them, that is a little bit disheartening. You know, good on the Tigers for, for stepping up and, and playing that game down in Hamilton. Uh, but I'm sure there could have been many more games. And, you know, even 
You know, even if there was uh, just a few more, um, it would have been great. But for, for some of the people out there, potentially short memories. But, but we understand it's a competitive competition and you're all, all fighting to be the best you can. But let's not forget that the Warriors um, and what they sacrificed over the last few years uh, made uh, the competition as what it is in terms of uh, keeping it running. Absolutely, Monty. And I think most rugby league fans um, remember exactly what the Warriors did, and it was it was amazing how they sacrificed so much. So, Monty, thank you so much for joining us. Um, good luck to Samoa overnight. I know you'll be watching. You'll be staying up late, will you? Oh, absolutely, man. I'll be waking up the neighbourhood if anyone's awake or sleeping. I should say it's on. <laughs> absolutely. All right. Thank you, Monty. Thanks, team. Cheers, oh. Monty. Oh, it's going to be great. It's five a.m. over there in New Zealand as well, so it's not. That's we've not too we, bad. we've got the conundrum here of it being three a.m. Like, is is that is that tonight for some people, or is that tomorrow morning? Well, for Gibbo, that's I mean, that's tonight. That's tonight. Right? You just keep going through. Joe, will you watch it? Will you get up? Will you stay awake? Um, it, it's usually night for me, so yeah, I'll, I'll try to. I'll do my best to push through. Whereas five a.m. Probably morning. The, the contest, though, needs, say if it is the night for you, it needs Samoa to score first because if the Fox has already scored two tries in the first 10 oh, minutes. I'm asleep on the sofa. Oh, exactly yeah. right. Like Vossi, ta-ta. I, I'll be setting the alarm. <laughs> yep. Um, but I, I'm nervous that I'll be rolling over and turning it off. Yeah, I, I, I hope for this World Cup we get a really good game because I love International Rugby League. But some of these games have just been pretty ordinary. And I know, like, so there was a Jamaica game that where they scored against New Zealand, and that was great for them, great for Jamaican rugby league. But let's be serious, like, it, it wasn't a contest at all. Mm. A lot of the games haven't really been contests. And I'd love the international rugby league game to grow. But Drew Mitchell, a couple of weeks on the run home, said the Rugby League World Cup's a bit gimmicky, and I have to agree. You're 100%. with Drew. I'm with Drew. The semifinals were outstanding. Semi-finals are outstanding, so the final needs an outstanding game as well. You never know. You never know when, mate. If the Rock sends you a message, well, exactly. What does it do to you? It would. It would be unbelievable. Yep. If they could come away with it. Well, nobody gave them any hope against England. Mm. Sure. And then they beat them. So. Yeah. I know. I know a few Brits over there actually that bought tickets to the final, um, uh, and were, were a little bit. Uh, a little bit annoyed, you could say. All right. 3 a.m., get up, watch Australia yep. v. Well, Samoa. if you want, you could, a little earlier at midnight, uh, the Australia play, the Gillaroos play against the Silver Ferns, the Kiwi side. Uh, so there is plenty of rugby league tonight. There's also rugby union. The Wallabies are back in action, if anyone cares. They're Lots playing. of sport. Who are they playing tonight? They are playing Ireland, and Ireland actually have two players. So Jack Dempsey, who played about... 500 metres up the road here in Sydney. He plays for Ireland. So there's a few Irish, Aussie Irish players in that side. And they're but, ranked yeah, number one at the moment, aren't they? They are ranked number one. So the Northern Hemisphere They've teams, had a massive year. Oh, well, this year they've beaten uh, South Africa, New Zealand. And England. And England. Yeah. I think if they beat Australia, it's the first team ever to sort of have knocked off that that group. Do you know the last team to in, do... In a calendar year. I mean, yeah, wow. The last team to do that, who it was, was Ireland. It's, Oh really? Oh. In 2016, so okay. they're looking really that's good. When, for that's the year, year they beat the All Blacks over in America. That's right. Yeah, okay. yeah, in a very close game. But then it was the French that won the Six Nations. Yeah, and well, they the... beat them in the Six, Na- Six Nations. And we only lost to France. <laughs> the, the, the which the, nations? The... the Six Nations. Yeah, right. Well, France usually build towards World Cups, and next year they've got a home World Cup. They are the team to beat.
And they'll actually probably play Ireland in the quarterfinal. Well, anyway, we're getting too bogged out. See, you no, get me going. I'm getting bogged out. It's, cool. it's very watching. interesting, Gibbo. It's very interesting. Uh, lawn tips are still coming in. Start mowing your Christmas backyard cricket pitch now. Height two every few days. Drop to height one a week out. That's not bad. Uh, Joe, do you have an area to play your, your Christmas cricket on? Do you? Um, no, a courtyard? I, I don't. Probably down at like Balmoral Beach or something. Oh, nice. I'm actually working Christmas Day though. What are you working on? Um, the basketball, the NBL, the, NBL, the Sydney Kings against Melbourne United. I'm I'm genuinely really looking forward to it because we, we get our lunch, we get our big Christmas lunch, and then the game tips off at 7.30. So they're hoping that either, you know, there'll be families there and people watching or you're, you're on your sofa half asleep, dozing in and out of a food coma at that time of day. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's the only live sport on. It's going to be cool. That's going to be really cool. All right, we're going to take a break here. Now, we're doing yeah, nah on the other side. Gibbo, so anything that gets under your skin throughout the week, give us a call, one three hundred zero one eleven seventy, or text us, 0457 736 736. It's yeah, nah, and we'll be doing it right after this break. Bred with over 100 years of innovation, Toro's mowers are ready to charge through any job. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Now it's time for... Yeah, nah. Yeah, nah. Nah, yeah, nah, yeah, nah. Yes, Saturday Morning Mowers Club. It's the Professor and Joe Healy this morning and it's time now for Yeah, Nah. Gibbo, give our listeners a recap as to what Yeah, Nah is and I want to also hear... The origin story. The origin story. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, no, is essentially a place where you can get everything off your chest. Maybe something that you saw throughout the week or a news story you saw that you didn't really agree with, but then you said, oh, yeah, nah. So, I, what I'll do is I'll go first, and hopefully off the back of that we can get the creative juices flowing. We do have a couple of text messages, and, Rochi, I want you to we'll eventually get to it. But, yeah, sports bet. They're in our crosshairs. Yeah. So this text is coming from Paramat. My yeah, nah, yeah, is yeah, nah to sports bet if they didn't bother to contact the Saturday Morning Mowers Club for permission to use yeah, nah for yeah, nah to Qatar. So did they contact either the P-man, Nick Davis, or yourself? Uh, not from sports bet, no. I, I have been waiting every single day for maybe potentially some bonus bets or, you know, at least some reversal of funds. But, yeah, we haven't been contacted yet. I'm not sure what's going on, but I think as well another betting company is using the yeah, nah catchphrase. Right. We need to get the copyright lawyers yeah. involved. Yeah. Well, Brighton's lawyers, they do a lot with this station. Potentially we could hit them up and, mm-hmm. and see if we've got a case here. But yeah, yeah, nah to sports. So, so did you come up with yeah, nah or did Adam or did Nick? Oh, look, I'd love to claim ownership. Uh, but it, it preceded me. So I think there was there was an early version of this show called Around the Grounds. So I was probably six or seven months into that. So I think there was P-Man, so Adam Peacock, and Jace Matthews, who does a lot of stuff up in Queensland. I think they may have put it together. Gotcha. And then I just came in off the back of it. And usually with segments you don't create, you're like, oh, can we get rid of this? But you you didn't get rid of this one. No, well, because more work for me. So I said, hey, go, we'll run with it. But I've got, I've got a yeah, nah. So yeah, this, let's hear it. So uh, I wanted to buy a sideshow to a Laneway gig, so Laneway Festival gig. So essentially there's a DJ coming out from England. And what had happened Who's was – Who's the DJ? Uh, it's called uh, Fred again. Oh, Fred yeah. Fred again. Mm-hmm. Some, yeah, yep. You know, fan, Joe, you? Do you know, yeah, massive. Oh, I think I saw you there a couple of years yeah, ago when he was out. Yeah, that's me, yeah. Shirt off. Yeah, well, tied up. Yeah. Oh, it was tied up, a, yeah. In a, in a knot. Glow sticks. Yes. 
many glow sticks. Glow necklace. Glow necklace. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was me. Hopefully, we'll see you out here when he comes back in January. What's his main song or her or their main song? Her uh, main song. Well, I, oh, I don't want to start singing. I've already I've already given away too much. Joe, have you ever heard <laughs> of this DJ? Yeah. What's their name again? I've got no one. Just let me say this. I was made fun of last week because I'd never heard of Fisher. Oh, okay, well, come mean, on, yeah, Fisher. Okay. Come All on. All right, because I, James Magnuson said he was going to see uh, – he said, Fisher, I thought he was going fishing or I got very confused and he thought it was very funny. Fisher's, yeah, well, Fisher's wild. Well, okay. Fisher is a different sort of like, – this isn't oh, – I'm not going to say the word mainstream, but uh, I wouldn't expect uh, you to know it, James. Okay. But anyway, regardless, we're getting bogged I down in your... who I'm going to. Okay, right. So, Sorry. Anyway, so you had to – you had to get in line for tickets online in a virtual queue at 10 a.m. So I was in queue from 8.30 because I thought it was 9 a.m. So I've been in queue all morning. It turns out that they had sold all the tickets the day before accidentally because they left the pre-sale tickets open. So get oh, on at 10 a.m. Couldn't I'm still sitting there at 10.30 waiting to get a ticket. And then I go through all the social media channels and, oh, yeah, sorry, it's sold out because these people actually sold it yesterday. Oh, so man. to, oh, I think it's the Laneway Tours, Astral People and Handsome Tours. It's a big, big. Yeah, nah. Fair enough. How, how did that? Any, any creative juices off the back of that, guys? Yeah, I've got, Joe, do you want to go next? Have you got one? No. Are they just quick, a bit like Rufus? Yeah, a bit like Rufus. Yeah, that, yeah. Okay. so this, honestly, this guy, he... Is, hasn't ever been to Australia, did a really good boiler room set. Uh, it's going to be huge. Yeah, cool. And so Laneway Festival moved from a great place in the inner city of Sydney, like at a College of the Arts, really easy to jump the fence if you don't have a ticket. And then what they've done now, they've moved out to the Sydney Showgrounds, which is in Homebush. So yeah. for all our listeners across the country, it's a very – it's. A lot further. Homebush is that's where a core stadium is. Not great for live music. No, There's not much to do around it. So they've no. sort of shot themselves in the foot. So I was like, all right, well, I'll go to the sideshow and I won't be going to the sideshow. Yeah, anyway. Nah. All right, my year now nah, mm. is um I got a thirteen hundred dollar water bill from Sydney Water because there was a leak on our property. And it was down away from the house. And because it's been raining so much, we didn't know there was a leak and water was just leaking into the front garden. Mm. Somebody from Sydney Water was meant to come and check our meter, but that person was sick, so I didn't come and check it. So then it's just ticked over to the next month. So the water has just kept leaking. And so now they've hit me with a $1,300 bill. Yeah, no, no, yeah, no, yeah, no. (laughs) So, So that's, I mean, there's no comedy in that. I'm just filthy. Can I do have some you, have, sort you, of... have you tried to sort of um, protest and... Yeah, there's been a couple of phone calls, mate. I need to make another... I need to get my Stropford on. I need to get cranky and just say, yeah, I'm not paying it. You need I to need go to Karen. do it. You need to go Karen's I know. Side. I know. I just... Um, yeah. We should call them live on air. Do you want to call Sydney Water and... Well, they, well they'd be on... They'd be on... Sydney Water don't work at the best of times, let alone on the weekend. <laughs> No, doubt it. Call centre definitely. If anybody closed. from Sydney Water's it's, listening, can you call me? And what's sort the this What's bill the out? best sort of uh, pursuit you've been on to to have a, a wrong turned right again? You know, when oh. when something like that gets you, and yeah. you're, and it it's almost like it might be over ten bucks in the end, but it's it's the principle at the end of the day. I get hung up on a lot of those. Yeah. Um, I can't. Can you think of one right now that you've? Um, I've got a couple, usually over sort of maybe flights being cancelled yeah. and, and whatnot, but just I will do anything to, to turn that situation around it and just not be wrong. 
My wife doesn't let me it. in the house when I get stuck, you know, berating people on the phone for getting ripped off. I'm told to walk. She kicks me out of the house. We had one recently where um, <laughs> um, some tenants in a property that we're now selling, but um, they were moving out and they didn't, they decided they weren't paying for the cleaners, which when you sign a lease, mm. you have to pay for the cleaners. And they just decided, nah, we're not paying. And so that was $1,200 we got stung with. And I fought and fought and fought and fought. And How'd they get away with it? Can you not just take that out of the bond? Well, it's this thing that... Sorry, a can of worms. <laughs> no, no, no. But we, we couldn't take it out of the bond. Um, for, I don't know. There's all these different reasons. And so... Uh, yeah, that was $1,200. And now I've got this third. Uh, what's this show become? This is Well, this is the segment. This well, this is, is really... oh, mate, I'm filthy. No, keep going, James. You're too nice and you're too funny all the time. Let's oh. get angry. It's, we've just become 2GB, mate. We don't want to do that. I, I got in the local rag once for taking four for 14 off seven overs, but they actually had it as four for 14 off eight overs. Oh, yeah. And so I was furious because it's just like, I don't know. That affects my my look really, mm. and so I wrote into the daily paper, <laughs> and they were they were pissed. They Did were they just, change it? No, well, because you want a retraction, you want them to. Write. I wanted like big writing. Yeah. We were Dear wrong. readers, yeah, but, you know. Then it's. Have like, you not seen a newspaper apology before? They bury that. Oh, yeah. they do. Well, it, this is the daily rag run by. Um, the weekly rag on the northern beaches who are run by volunteers. So, yeah, probably shouldn't have given them a serve. Have you seen on the in that rag who does the book reviews, the name of the person that does the book? So they did a book review for Matt Nabel the other day, and Matt Nabel's written a new book. It's apparently very good. Uh, and the person that writes the review, their name is Paige Turner. Oh, that's no. awesome. P-A-I-G-E. That's Turner. gold. Is that... Oh, that's amazing. Okay, your year now, Joe. Let's oh, do it. Um, my, I just have a super fresh one from this morning, but plain etiquette. Yes. Get it, getting off the plane, people clearly have somewhere to be, but we all have somewhere to be and we are all patient. But, yeah, there were two people in front of me that sort of stepped out and walked before to get off before the people in front of them had obviously gotten into the aisle and moved forward. And I was quietly seething behind them. I'm like, I've got to get into the studio. I wanted to be here promptly and on time. I was looking forward to it. But, no, I just bit my hey, tongue. What about this, Joe? Professor, I work at Sydney Water. Call up on Monday and ASN ask to speak to Phil Mickock. I shouldn't be saying his name. No, there, no, here. no. Um, he will wave this. F- oh, you're joking. This, this is, is great. Excellent. This is, uh, but this this isn't what this radio is for. I've, you know, I probably shouldn't be doing that. Uh, very like, good. <laughs> Phil, like, that is that is gold. That's that's very good. Um, yeah. Well, that also there's a chance that also could not be Phil, and you're just getting the uh, good old-fashioned wind-up, Professor. Oh, oh that's true. Um... <laughs> Hey, there's a few coming in. Sportsbet have a staff member in the SEN track studios. He could be a spy. Yeah, I think that's what's happened here. I'm not sure why we've been infiltrated by Sportsbet or this unnameless second betting company that I can't remember. Yeah, right. It's one of those, like, backhanded compliments, isn't it? Yeah, well, I also just think sometimes people think the same things without even, without even knowing. But on plane etiquette, Joe, I saw during the week, like, people who put their back or their backrest down on one to two hour flights. Apparently, that's a big no no. Absolutely, De- definitely. And during yep. the middle of the day, no, nah, you can't, don't you do, can't it. do that. No, nah, absolutely. I, I also saw a tweet about like letting wind go in a plane. That is a massive no no too. Well, of, yeah, of course. Yeah, I think that might be a no no in most social situations. <laughs> Gibbo? Oh, is it? <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, no to that, I suppose. Yeah, no. Nah. 
Um, well, we are taking a year, a year, Nas. Zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. Text them through. We'll take another break and we'll be back. Yes, you are on the Saturday Morning Mowers Club. Uh, we are talking yeah, Nas, and they're flooding in. If you've got one zero four five seven seven three six seven three six, if something's annoyed you during the week and you want to get it off your chest, now's the time. Um, <laughs> now, I, I've obviously got upset with Sydney Water, and um, I think so, something's happened. I thought somebody was assisting me. Uh, they gave me the name Phil McCosh. <laughs> Phil, Must be French. Phil, Phil McCock. Um, <laughs> which I wrote down to call uh, Sydney Water on Monday. I'm assuming Phil doesn't work there. But oh, no, oh, but can you please make the phone call anyway? I'm going see to. What, see what uh, the reaction uh, is. Excuse me, I would like to talk to Phil. Yeah, no, I don't think I will. Um, I love how happy you me. were. I love how you were just, oh, you thought your problem had just been solved within a minute and then it comes crashing down. Oh, it does. Unbelievable. I, yeah, $1,300 is a lot for a battler like me, Gibbo. That would that would really change my week. Um, any other yeah nahs coming in there? Yeah nah, that Twitter f wit Musk, R.I.P. Twitter. What's going on there, guys? Is he it's, sacked all it's his It's an stuff? absolute shambles. Yeah, it's just yeah. He's sacking everybody. He's charging people to have an authenticity tick. You got to mm. pay oh, yeah. eight bucks now. That's pretty good. Um, for Elon, it is. Well, there's been heaps of guys who have created like fake accounts and set up that's, fake. That's tweets. the problem. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, he's been he's been roasted, but he's he's calculated. He knows what he's doing. Um, more yeah, Nas here. Gibbo had a leak. <laughs> Lucky Sydney Water didn't give him a bill. <laughs> well, yeah, the That's, amount of leaks um, there were. I would have thirteen hundred dollars. You say, Roger? <laughs> yeah, is that? Oh, easy. Is that how much you'd get into? Oh, jeez. All right. Well, that, I mean, there's not really any other yeah, Nas coming in. If you are annoyed at something, zero four five seven. 736, 736. Now, this is our little chance to chat and get to know Joe Healy. Is that right, Gibbo? Is this when we dive deep into who is Joe and what makes her tick? Joe, talk to me. Did you always want to be a sports journalist? Um, it was always on the radar. I actually wanted to be a um, celebrity race car driver. Okay. And a pilot. Okay. So not. <laughs> how, so would you – you don't want to be a regular race car driver. You want to become you, a celebrity first. Do you know what first. it was? Rachel Spawn. Do you remember her? Was one of my like idols growing up. She played for the Adelaide Lightning. Very, very good Australian basketball. Played for the Opals. Oh, but I yes, saw, I, I saw her, her um, at Albert Park doing the celebrity race before the Formula One one year, and it just stuck with me. I'm like, that is my dream. From that moment. Well, I guess you're on the path, right? You could eventually get there. The NBL's Joe Healy. I'm not sure where celebrity <laughs> comes into it there. But uh, hey, it's a if, sport they that's get, growing. if they get really desperate, then like the L graders down here, possibly. Well, who's normally in it? Normally Grant Denyer's in there. Uh, yep. Gabrielle Gatte. Is he still getting around? I don't know. Fitzy, those kinds of people. Yeah, it's always the same people every single I year. I need to go on like sort of Married at First Sight or something like that yeah. in order to really make that celebrity step. Would you ever go on a reality <laughs> Absolutely show? Absolutely not. Oh, my God. I <laughs> no couldn't way. even work on one, let alone go on one. My God. Uh, now, you want to be a pilot as well, is that yeah. right? Yeah. Have you flown? I've, have you been in the cockpit of a plane? I have, yeah. I'm I'm old enough to remember what it was like for when they used to sort of let the kids go in and say hi to the pilots and things. Oh, that's I landed in Singapore cool. in a cockpit once. Oh, that's epic. It was unreal, yeah. I have a neighbour who is a an A380 pilot. 
And oh. so he comes in and goes. and They're huge. Yeah. Like they are literally just ginormous. Um, I went down to the Illawarra Wings over Illawarra, the um, Wollongong Air Show last weekend, and actually got to walk out onto the um, the wing of a, a jumbo. Which oh, was pre- wow. Yeah, it was pretty cool. They got the um, the F-35 out, which is the sort of most high-tech uh, fighter jet going around. And I was like, I was a kid in a candy store. It was the coolest thing. Have you been up in like a stunt plane that does dips and stuff? No, I'd love to. That's It's next on the list. I did it, uh, Brian and Nathan, uh, Fletch and Heine, because mm-hmm. I used to always, I'd often set stuff up and not tell them what it was. And then at the last minute go, hey, you got to do this. Yeah. So famously, we dropped them like a kilometre out from Bondi Beach and made them swim back, which in hindsight was a bad <laughs> idea. Um considering how many sharks are out there, but great telly. Um, not great for Nathan, who's not a very good swimmer. But um, so to get back at me, they organised, they they turned it on me. and they, Brilliant. Because I'm, I'm a terrible flyer. Oh, okay. I, well, I'm better than I was, but at that stage, I, I'd had a bad experience on a flight back from um, Los Angeles where the power was cut in the plane. What happened? Yeah. And the, uh, the captain came on after five minutes. Like it was really rough to say, oh, everything's fine. It's just the internal power. The, the flight's still going. But obviously I crap my pants. Yeah. Um, so then them knowing that I'm no good at flying, they they got me onto these stunt planes. I feel like it was like a Red Bull stunt plane or something where they put the GoPro camera on you and then they basically do all these tricks and stuff. And oh it goodness. was terrifying. So tricks like uh, they would fly up as fast as they can and then they would just shut the engine off. Yes. And then just let the plane drop. And so you are just facing the ground and the propeller's just going around slowly and then they kick the propeller back in and bring you up and barrel rolls and flips and all this stuff. And it was terrible. And it actually left me with vertigo. So, oh, really? Yeah, I've got vertigo now because <laughs> it messed with my ears so much. I would be frothing for that. It would be so good. I can't remember where it was. Um it was it was, was it local New South Wales. Yeah, it was yeah, in New they, South Wales. They do it. Um, I think you can go uh, Hunter Bathurst. They do sort of like jet rides on the L thirty nines, and you can get in the front of those, and they'll take you for a spin. So probably around there. It was a Fletch Rort. He knew the bloke that ran it, yeah. and um, <laughs> just another one of those. Um, and he probably got a kickback for getting it on the show. I'd say some sort of it would have been cash for comment that sort of thing. Knowing Fletch. Uh, somebody's written here, uh, Joe, flight simulators are so realistic. Try that. Have you been in a flight simulator? I haven't, but um, Rooster Man, that's a good one. I think there's one at Darling Harbour, Gibbo. There's one that you can pay just to do in there, I think. Okay. In near the hurricanes. Have you guys ever been jet skiing? Yes. No. Oh, has, is it terrific? I've never been, but I just Oh, feel, really? Yeah. It's so much fun. Really? Yeah. It's when just it's, like the the adrenaline rush. Well, yeah, it's similar to flights, but I suppose you're flying on water, <laughs> is right? It? Is it? Have you, have, is jet oh, skiing similar though. to flying? Yeah, well, not in, you know, obviously a stripped back version, but you're on the flying on the water. Can I ask, is the reason you're saying that because of episode three of White Lotus? When the two they guys jet are jet skiing. skiing. Well, no, I've always, I've always wanted to go jet skiing. I just never have. And I've heard stories about how cool it is. And I was just thinking, I sort of got a bit sidetracked thinking about Saturday afternoon on the water, going really fast. It's kind of like, um, like, you know, imagining being in a, um, in a car going around a track. Yeah. Like you just literally floor it and yeah. see Have you done you it a up. lot, Joe? Jet skiing. Yeah. 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 A bit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's you good. know. Uh, Spud Carroll yes, has, exactly. has jet skis. He does it out on pit water. And you know what? When he was doing a fair bit of work during the footy season in here, he always said, because he knows a surf, and he said, oh, I'll take you out, I'll take you out, I'll take you out. I've never been out, Spud. So, Spud, where are you, mate? Come on. 
Come on. Spud's, Spud's full of sort of false promises oh, like that. Oh, really? Well, I'll never always, say that about Spud. He's always trying to get me in the gym. He's like, come, yeah. come down. Never. Well, never been. Yeah. Maybe that's probably on have me. You been, <laughs> have you been to his gym? No, I haven't. He always, every time I see him, come down, come down. He's like a, he's like a salesperson, isn't he? Like Spud just like, well, You know, like say when you're down the beach, pe- people from Fitness First walk past, hand out the flyers. So instead of doing the flyers, he's just doing the... Word, Spud is probably, so we, I was working out at some offices around the corner from Spud and Spud would often go in the cafe at the bottom of the offices and we'd chat and I'd, I'd see how he was going. But we would also walk past his gym and hear him doing personal training with these corporates that would come down at lunch, basically so Spud Carroll would yell at them. It It's terrifying, Joe. Yeah. I, it'd be worth doing. I mean, I the, he's whipping you into shape. He's got a little boxing ring in there. Imagine having to go up against Spud. So you'd prefer to go jet ski riding with Spud, though? Yes. That would also be pretty crazy, I yeah. reckon. Maybe you could do a two-in-one combo. Yeah, like yeah. a two-in. So by morning, we're going to belt the crap out of you, and then by afternoon, see you on the Hawkesbury. <laughs> can, we, can we send this to Spud? We've just come up with a new business plan for him. Yeah. Spud will be listening. He loves the Saturday Morning Mowers Club. He always tells me that. All right, let's take a break. <laughs> Bred with over 100 years of innovation, Toro's mowers are ready to charge through any job. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Not this morning. This morning it's the Professor and Joe Healy for your Saturday Morning Mowers Club. Uh, We have Toro mowers trusted and tested by the best. Here's our tip. Turn your lawn from good to great with a great new Toro mower. Now, over the next three weeks on the Mowers Club, we're putting together Toro's top 10 tips for a good lawn. Uh, and we've got a couple in the mix from last week, which is great. But we're also asking you to text in your tips now on 0457 736 736. How can you get a luscious lawn? That's what we're asking. And I want some tips, you know, left of centre, some odd stuff, Gibbo. That's what I'm looking for. Uh, we're going to collate all the best responses and pick the best one. The winner will receive, get this, Joe, either two tickets to a day at the Brisbane Test or the Sydney test of your choice with flights and accommodation provided. It's not bad. That's an awesome prize. Oh, it's epic. Have Um, you won anything before? Have I ever won anything? No. No, uh, Nothing? Nothing. Have you won anything? Um, Yeah, when I was like not even one year old, my mum put my name in for um, a a first-class flight down from London to South Africa. Um, and so like, I feel like I used up, we, I won it. And so she, but you t- were one and you don't remember. That's what it. I mean. I used up all the luck oh, I've ever had for the rest man. of my life. Gibbo, have you won anything? No, I haven't won anything, but I was dating or was sort of seeing this girl not too long ago who was winning prizes on radio shows. So she would call up all these different radio and she sort of had this like little scheme going. And so she'd be going to bloody Justin Bieber. It was crazy. Yeah. Right. How, how, how did that relationship go? Uh, or not well. If you don't mind me asking. I feel like... like not well. And it wasn't the bed wedding. Oh, I shouldn't... <laughs> Mate, <laughs> my, that was my first thought, but I wasn't yeah, going to well, say my, it. No, no. my immediate reaction is like, you work in radio. She's sort of following radio. Oh, was she, inside was, job. Was she, was she like kind of a bit stalkerish or like trying to infiltrate SEN through you? She wanted yeah. signet power banks. She Well, she does have five million of them at her place. So, yeah. Well, no, I didn't even <laughs> think of that. I thought she was just, you know... Charm and charisma, but obviously she was trying to get <laughs> prizes. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's well, sad. 
Anyway. All right. Anyway, <laughs> on that cheery note, send your text in zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. Mac from the Hills has sent in a lawn tip. Hi, my top ten tip for mowing the lawn is to make sure you ride your ride on has a built-in stubby holder for those hot days when you need some sustenance to keep you going. Definitely a red can. And also remember to not suddenly put it in reverse and run over our resident magpie oh, no. who faithfully follows the mower. Would that go top ten there, Gibbo? Oh, no. Uh, yeah, for shock factor. Yeah. Shock factor, that's that's in the top ten. But, yeah, 0457 736 736. Keep them coming in. Like Rochi said, we'll uh, be putting the best ones together for the – Toro top 10 lawn tips. Yeah, and it's, you get two corporate tickets as well. So you're, you're not sitting with the plebs. No. How, how, how good is a corporate day out at the sport? I've never – see, actually, maybe I will try and I'll, I'll ring up my old you friend. You can't and win try this. And, yeah. That's too dodgy, mate. No, too dodgy. She, she could, though. She could. Yeah, that's yeah. true. And then – but I'm just thinking about how the, the name change will go. So obviously can't put my name forward when – she wins. No. So, but, but is it a pl- it's sick. a plus one though. It's two tickets. I'd, I'd you'll say have to go have with to your old it. flame. How did it end? Did it end okay? Mm, yeah, <laughs> not not great. Oh, not Are great. you a bad breaker upper? Mm, no, no. I think the situation. Well, I, th- no. I think it's twenty twenty two, and no one breaks up with anyone anymore. They just ghost what? them. Is that what happened? No, no. It wasn't oh. a ghost. Oh, it was. It was actually the first time I'd ever broken up with anyone. And it was. We weren't even dating, really. I just said, yeah. Not feeling it. Not feeling it. Yeah, well, I also was blind, so that didn't help. <laughs> At the time oh, when you broke up with her? Yeah, well, we didn't break up. This wasn't a relationship. Okay. It was just Serious. like, a, I, look, I don't think it's happening. And she was yeah. like, well, no, we're not actually together. And then you were like, well, well great. It's over. Yeah, no, she's, she's, a, she's a female. If they're kind of not really dating in her head, like, yeah. it's, it's a life thing. Well, you know, <laughs> she can be happy with the 15 million power bank she's got, so... Gibbo, this show has quickly become just us digging into your life. It's a therapy session. It is. That's what it is. <laughs> well, yeah, it's cheaper. <laughs> We're going to be charging it. All right, send in those lawn tips so you can win that awesome prize, 0457 736 736. We'll take another break and we'll be back with more. Bred with over 100 years of innovation, Toro's mowers are ready to charge through any job. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. No, Adam Peacock, no Nick Davis. They didn't show up. Thankfully, Joe and I, we were just walking past. We were about to grab a coffee. And Gibbo <laughs> said, guys, do you mind coming up and sitting in the seats? Well, I was actually hoping I didn't bump into you guys, actually. Three hours. Ooh, here we go. All was right. it just going to be you, what Gibbo? What do you do just... otherwise? Well, okay. When I was, so I'll just go through my back catalogue of stuff that went wrong and, you know, stuff that went right. It's just a real therapy session, but it's just a one-on-one. Because you know Gibbo does four hours at night on his own. Do you? I don't, and I don't yeah. know what he How talks about. How do you about. do that? Yeah. Well, Good not very you. well. Not very well. I just, I just really talk just gibberish for four. Well, gibberish for four hours. But you should tune in Thursday nights on SEN. Yeah, I overnight will. crowd. What time? Eleven till three. Oh, mate, I go to bed at eight thirty. But I feel like my brain just switches when it comes to that part of the day because usually, like when you are up at that time, you're just you're a different sort of person, the mm. work person. You're a night cat. I get it. Mm. I get it. Now, uh, it's time to do Do Yourself a Favour, which is another segment on the Saturday Morning Mowers Club. Who came up with this one? 
Ah, uh, not me again. Oh, so geez, yeah, just sorry. trying to brush it, trying to brush it. Maybe have you come up with any? Have you come up with any segments? Ah, uh, no. I've, we've weekend review. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know we were upset because Sportsbet had stolen yeah nah. Well, do yeah. yourself a favour. You guys have ripped that off from Molly Mildred. Exactly right. So what goes around comes around. Now everything is is new again. Yeah, nothing's old. Everything's new. Something yeah. like that. All right. So basically, what have you been watching? What have you been reading? What have you been doing? What have you been eating? What can you recommend? So who would like to go first? Joe, can you recommend something? Um, well, kind of, not really a recommendation. Well, it's still, it's still a recommendation, but it's not. Um, has anyone seen Don't Worry, Darling? No. Is it good? Do yourself a favour. Don't. Hey. Don't. Oh, it's terrible. Nice. It is two and maybe two hours, 45 minutes that I will never get back and I'm saving who, you guys that? from. That's Olivia Wilde's film oh, with the Harry yeah. Styles. Oh, yeah. You know, there was so much publicity around it. Oh, and, yes, because they started dating and she left Sadiq as there was, well. There was, was all on. the hype Ooh. and then he spat on Chris Pine when they were at Cannes and da-da-da. Anyway, it was terrible. There you go. I, I like that as a recommendation. Gibbo, what have you got? Oh, I... I haven't really got any. I, I watched season two of Upright on Foxtel. It's like a Aussie TV drama. It, it was pretty slow the first few episodes, but if you really want to cry, oh, I'll put the last episode on. So last night when I was bashing out all these notes, it was just, oh, it was a bloody tearjerker. Really? Tim Minchin and Millie Alcock, who is absolutely airborne at the moment from her cameo in House of Dragons. It wasn't a cameo, mate. She was the lead role. Well, those weirdly, first four episodes. It was, Do you see it? Oh, you guys was it even it? four episodes? I reckon I it was the first so. two. Yep. She oh. was the star, but I was I was actually annoyed they could sort of scrapped her too early, yep. I thought. Yeah. What about you, Rochi? Uh, Celium husk. Celium husk. Yeah, just two Can spoonfuls. You that or? No, no. Oh. Two spoonfuls on your breakfast. It will yep. change your life. What is it? It's like a powder thing. It's just, trust me, type mm. it in celium husk. Um... It's changed my life. It's, How? Um, in what way? It's like clockwork now. It's just everything's regular. Everything's perfect. Yeah. Um, this is I've not got, a joke. I've I, got so many questions, but I'm not sure if I can ask them on it. Trust me. You can. Celium husk. <laughs> I, like, because somebody recommended it to me and I was like, whatever. I'm a new man. Bread with over 100 years of innovation. Toro's mowers are ready to charge through any job. Welcome, Welcome to the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Yes, it is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club this morning with the Professor and Joe Healy. It is brought to you by Toro Mowers. Toro's 100% grass-fed mowers lead the charge. Now, Joe and Gibbo, I'm sure you're already aware of this, but today is Macca's McHappy Day which raises much-needed funds for Ronald McDonald Charities. And for me, and I'm sure everybody across the country, it's just a really good opportunity to go and have Maccas mm. and not and not feel bad about yourself and just to do it for a good reason. Will you get Maccas today? Um, actually, I think I will. Yeah, I'm going to. There's, there's nothing know? like Maccas fries. Oh, I'm with you. Is it like, you know, during COVID time, the World Cup, so it was in 2021, but the World Cup this year is in 2022, is there a bit of overhang? So if I get it tomorrow morning at about, you know, 3 6 a.m., yes. when I'm waking up for the Rugby yeah, mate, League World yes, Cup, does that still count? That is still McHappy that's, Day. Okay, that's six, six again, keep playing on. Now, somebody that might be able to answer that for you is joining us now. It's Sydney Swans champion and McHappy Day ambassador, Josh Kennedy. Are you there, Josh? Yes, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining good us. Good morning. Good, and a very good morning to you. Uh, Josh, tell us about McHappy Day and, and how you got involved in it. Uh, well, through the AFL, um, I got involved as an ambassador and, uh, yeah, I think as you guys have mentioned just, just before, it raises 
um, much needed money for for ill children and 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 families to stay together through through tough times through the uh, Ronald McDonald House Charities, which is a great cause. No, definitely, Josh. Have you had a chance to sort of meet some of the people that this actually impacts and helps as well and had a chance to spend time with them? I had a little bit uh, last year, but it was a little bit interrupted due to, due to COVID, um, which is a bit disappointing. I met a few families this morning. I was down at the McDonald's in, in Haberfield uh, with Eva Mendes, actually, which was, which was great. Um, Sorry, so with, I have, with I have Eva Mendes? What? With Eva Mendes, yeah, yeah. Just Max a mate of yours, Josh? Or? I didn't, didn't realise, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I rolled in there. There, was, there wasn't a, I had to park down the street. That's how busy it was. I thought, uh, these people can't all be here for, uh, to see me. <laughs> mate, they were there for you. Uh, and, and they weren't, obviously. So, uh, yeah, Eva Mendes, it was, uh, I was pretty starstruck. That's so interesting. Now you say that, though, I did hear that they were in town because they were filming in, um, in the Rocks recently. Okay, yeah. interesting. Putting two and two together and, there. And she's sick for Maccas. She always has been. Um, now, now, Josh, how do, just for people today, how do they get involved in McHappy Day? What's the best way to do it? The best way to do it is uh, for lunch or dinner or late night snack, as I heard you talking at 3am uh, later yeah, tonight. You, you go into Maccas and you buy a, buy a Big Mac uh, or some, some Happy Socks. I'm pretty sure every two dollars from from Big Mac sold today goes to the Ronald McDonald House charity. So that's the best way to do it. As you said, guilt free Macus today. Um, get on board. Love that. I've got some hotcakes coming my way. Oh, I reckon. Yeah. Um, hey Josh, you obviously announced your your retirement this past season. The the Swans had a, a fantastic yep. year. Obviously, fell at the final hurdle. But what does what does retirement look like for you? What are you getting up to apart from obviously doing the uh, ambassador work for McCappy Day? Yeah, it's uh, it's been an interesting time. I haven't haven't been doing too much. Just trying to uh, to take my time and let everything sort of come to me. That's the advice I've received. But it's it's been good to relax. And I know the the boys have been training pretty hard again. They have got their off season program, so it's good not to have to worry about that. But uh, at the moment, it doesn't doesn't feel all that different for me. But uh, I'm sure sort of heading into the beginning of next year, it, it certainly will. Now, I saw today that Joel Selwood's taken a role on at the Melbourne Storm as a, a leadership guru. Is there any chance you'll yes. you'll end up at one of these league clubs? Because some of them could use your help, to be honest, Josh. <laughs> um, look, I, I, I'm not sure. I, I, As I said, I, I'm trying to be really disciplined in, in just taking the time. Uh, it's pretty pretty easy to just sort of jump into, into something pretty quickly, but uh, I just want to weigh it up and sort of take take it easy till Christmas and then and then uh, look for next year to see what, see what I can do. But if there's any way I could, could help in that regard, I, I'm sure I'd love to. Your, your resume obviously is massive, Josh. 290 AFL games, three best and fairest for, for the Swans, played for the Hawks as well, obviously. Like, the games had a, a massive impact on you and your life. Would you like to at least stay in it? Um. It's, I mean, on that first point, it's had a huge impact on my life. It's really, really shaped me uh, in my in my adult life, that's for sure. And all the coaches and players that I've played with that have had part in it. Um, but I think initially, I I, I, I want to sort of step away, and and uh, I think getting a different perspective is a is a healthy thing. Um, maybe a bit of a change of pace on the weekends, and uh, and see how that fits. And um, you know, the passion for the game. And uh, and the love for it's always going to be there, but I think uh, in the short term I, I, I'm looking to sort of uh, move away from it, so to speak, in a, in an official sense. 
We had a chat to Doug Bollinger earlier, Josh, and he was talking mm-hmm. about when he retired, yep. how the one key thing he didn't want to do was to end up in an office. So he started a landscaping business. Um, could you see yourself outside mowing lawns and trimming hedges and enjoying the sun? <laughs> and more importantly, do you have a tip for us in oh, terms yes. of how to, to keep a really lush green lawn? Well, I, I, I certainly don't. Um, <laughs> Doug might be the man for that. Uh, and you make it sound pretty glamorous there, don't you? In the, out in the sun and, and uh, shirt off and getting a tan while mowing the lawns. But, um, look, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, time will tell. But it, as I said at the moment, just, just taking the time to smell the roses and, and see what comes. Very good, mate. Get yourself a, a nice new set of golf clubs. Just ease into retirement. That's right. Yeah, just, they're on the way. Actually. Oh, very good. Get yourself a little boat. Um, <laughs> one thing I wanted to ask you, with the Swans... I mean, they had such a cracking season, and then obviously that was quite a disappointment at the grand final. How do they then next year make sure they're at that position again? Yeah, look, I think um, just trying to focus on the on the on the process, the little steps that got them there. Um, I'm a believer that it's it's harder to get there than to win. A lot of people would say that they're hard to get there and they're even harder to win. I think if you keep putting yourself in the position uh, in the last two, the cards are going to fall your way. But I think, so, you know, short answer is just focus on the process, focus on the each training session uh, and make getting the best out of it as they can and, and the, the outcome will take care of itself. Hey, Josh, just one now that you're obviously not playing next year, a lot of athletes obviously uh, are here in Australia for, for those months during their season and pre-season. Is there anything overseas, you know, the Super Bowl, anything like that, that now that you're free to go and do that, you would like to go and, and experience? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. Oh, the Super Bowl would definitely be one. Uh, that'd be awesome. But, I, yeah, I'd love to go through everything. Um, just being a big sports fan, you know, whether it's the World Cup, Soccer World Cup, which you were talking about earlier, uh, the Super Bowl, NBA games and, and finals would be awesome. Um yeah, it, it, there's a lot of things that I'm, I'm looking forward to doing uh, that I haven't had the opportunity to do over the last 16 years, and, and there's certainly some of them. Well, Josh, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Uh, just a reminder that Josh is a McHappy, uh, sorry, Macca's McHappy Day ambassador, and we are encouraging people to get out and buy some Macca's. Uh, it's for a good cause. Um, Josh, enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks for having me, guys. You too. Uh, now, yes, you can show your support for McHappy Day by purchasing a pair of silly socks from Maccas for only $5. Money raised will go towards Ronald McDonald House Charities as they continue to help seriously ill or injured children in their families. I will be going through Maccas drive-thru on the way home. I'm very excited. I will be loading up Joe. What are you getting? Uh, I'll go Big Mac and then I'll go fries and I will go... <laughs> A Coke. Pretty crazy, I know. <laughs> I'm a wild and crazy guy. I would I would say Macca's isn't my normal go-to food choice. However, I get cravings for McFlurries. Oh, yeah, McFlurries are epic. Yeah, you're Real right. easy to smash McFlurries. Yeah, yeah they I are. See, I reckon Macca's is good because it doesn't absolutely rock you like KFC does. Now, I, it may not look like it, but I'm a bit of an aficionado in bad takeaway. Okay. Macca's is great. They, the triple cheeseburger is one of the better meals, but you've got to get two burgers. So you put away the, the Big Mac and then maybe a triple cheeseburger, get a few You fries. eat that much? Yeah, well, usually it's on a Sunday and I haven't like I haven't had breakfast. So it's just like, all right, mm. this is my meal for about two days and you just 
go nuts. So McHappy Day, I'm very, very pumped for it. Yeah, that's good. And Josh is doing an amazing job. Uh, Josh Kennedy, obviously a name. There's lots of Josh Kennedys, all very good athletes at the one time because mm-hmm. you had Josh for the Swans. You had Josh Kennedy for the Eagles at the same time. He retired this year as well, didn't he? Yes. Yeah. Both Josh Kennedy's retired at the same year. Mm-hmm. thought there'd be more of a fuss about that. Uh, and then obviously Josh <laughs> Kennedy that played for the Socceroos. What's the go? I'm going to name my kid Josh Kennedy. Well, that doesn't work, but you know what I mean? What, yeah. Why are they so many good Josh Kennedys at once? I don't know. There are a few Steve Smiths out there. Yeah, I've seen. Um, I've got a cousin guy, who's Steve Smith. Yeah. Have you seen the guy on Twitter who's like ESPN, gets all the hate? ESPN Steve Smith. He yeah. he he loves it. He laps it up as well. Yeah. Because there's obviously Pryor? there's Is a few Matt Pryors. Yeah, there was a player for Cronulla and then the yep. English wicketkeeper. Oh, of course, Bryce Gibbs. Bryce Gibbs. Yes. So there was the Tigers player and obviously the AFL player at the same time. Perth Wildcats Cats coach last year was Scott Morrison. That was unfortunate. Oh, God, bad time for him. Mm. He he only lasted the season. Is this one of those things where people text in with examples, Gibbo? Well, Is this yeah, radio? Well, uh, just on that, we got a text before, and it was a continuation of, yeah, nah, I think, Stu, hi there. Yeah, nah, when you send a text to a show that rates an asterisk and still can't get it read out, Stu. Does this I show th- rate an asterisk, does it, Gibbo? <laughs> what does no, that no, mean? This show doesn't. What's he, what's he on about this? Well, I don't know. Don't read it out. Oh, you already have. Oh, yeah. Don't read it out. Oh, God. Well. Zero, four, five, seven. Can, can someone clarify? Stu, can you please clarify the asterisks for us? Well, does asterisks mean less than zero? Yeah, I think it's less. It's it's average. But not this show. This show is airborne. I can like, imagine, mate. Yeah, this nah. show's even got merch. Yes. Does it really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What can you buy from this show? Well, no. We got the T-shirts and the hats. You're joking. Yeah, well, our last competition. So this show has really good competitions. Mm-hmm. Um, so why won't these blokes show up? What's the go? <laughs> well, why is it Joe and I here slogging They're off living the their best life. Hey, don't worry, guys. I'm here slogging away with you. But we gave away like a mower, a, a whippersnipper too. So, yeah, we, we have really good competitions on this show. We are Airborne 2023. It is the year of the grass. Mower. <laughs> lawn. You both. Yeah. Maybe. Inspirational, mate. <laughs> it might be. Beautiful words. Well, Stu, stuff that in your pipe and smoke it, mate. Bloody hell. All right, we're going to take another break here, <laughs> Gibbo. Uh, on the other side, I don't know, more of this. Bread with over 100 years of innovation. Toro's mowers are ready to charge through any job. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Not this morning, folks. This morning is the Professor and Joe Healy and Gibbo. I'm going to give you a shout-out there, Gibbo. Uh, we are asking you to send in your your lawn tips for uh, Toro Mowers is putting together a top 10 lawn tips, and we want your tip to get in, uh, Toro Mowers. The weirder and wackier, the better, by the way. Of course. the strange, We haven't had that many strange ones, to be honest. Um, and if you win, right, if you end up being one of the top – are you the winner of the top 10 tips? or the you're the, There's one winner, all right? Yep. The winner will can receive two tickets to a day at the Brisbane Test or the Sydney Test. You get to choose with flights and a com. And I'm assuming, I mean, you'd be staying somewhere pretty ritzy, right? I'm assuming it'd be fantastic. Uh, and they're not just any old tickets, Joe. They're <laughs> corporate tickets, uh, which includes a premium food and beverage package. So if you do have a tip, 0457736736, the tips are coming. And there's one at the top there, Joe, if you want to jump into Paramount. Yeah, Paramount says his moving tip is don't be tempted to lower the mower blades ever. 
keep them up. And as the grass grows in the coming weeks, raise the blades again, you'll end up with a lush, deep, spongy lawn, the envy of every visitor and neighbour. Don't be that might be what to lower the blade. So don't ever don't lower it too much. Okay. So I think that's been a running theme theme throughout the day that I've learnt is that you you can cut it too short and it's not healthy for it. Now the other thing that um, Dougie Bollinger said the other week was you meant to clean your mower blades. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, like, you'd think that'd be pretty standard, wouldn't it? I don't know. I've never cleaned yeah. mine. That would not cross my mind. To clean, I don't think to clean the blade. Yeah. No, neither. Just trying to be the bearer of bad news over here, guys. Sorry about that. <laughs> That's okay. All right. Yeah. T- text in 0457 736 736. Um, obviously, the World Cup soccer starts uh, in a couple of days. Qatar. Uh, lots of interesting stories coming out of there. Did you see the one about the Argentinian soccer team? Oh. Who aren't staying in five-star accommodation. They're instead staying at a it's um, university accommodation. Right. Because they want to be able to have their barbecues. Really? So there's obviously the well-known Argentinian style of barbecuing. Yep. Um, and uh, hotels wouldn't let them just bring in a big barbecue. Um, but this this particular university said, yeah, bring it in, bring in the dead meat, and um, you wow. can cook it up. And I have- mean, I presume that they would um, fully deck out the accommodation for the players. It's a pretty epic university. Yeah. It's in Qatar. There's plenty of cash. But Lionel Messi, not in a five-star hotel. Just in university Strange. quarters. Well, did you see the Socceroos brought over a barista? Because a lot love of the boys that. love their coffee. Love that. Like, but Makes surely, sense. I mean, Qatar, I know Qatar's not known for their coffee, but you'd think there'd be plenty of budding baristas over there. I don't know. I don't know how many expats actually are over there. It's not like somewhere like Dubai where it is a little bit more sort of yeah. cosmopolitan these days. Did you see Sergio Aguero was on the plane um, the other day? He put on his social media. He was obviously in first class, so in his little pod but he was sort of hiding down behind the the section in the middle that cuts off the person next to you. Um, and there were a bunch of Brazilian fans, like kind of dancing and chanting around the plane. And there's this, like, obviously, superstar Argentinian who's oh, just trying to wow. hide hide from them right. for uh, however long the flight was. Was he not up the front? You'd think so. No, he, he, he was, he was oh, up the front. So but so, looking, no, right. no, they were too. They were all oh. in this section, yeah. They, but right. they were, like, literally dancing in the aisles. Um, so... <laughs> Sorry, we just had a wacky lawn tip come in that made me laugh. You, unicorn poop is wonderful fertilizer. Hard to get hold of. Though. Tim, that's a winner. That's Are you guys going to get around the football world I will. cup I when always, it starts? I always it's do. Obviously, been involved in political turmoil. A lot of people saying nah to the cup, but I feel like when Socceroos play, everyone gets around. I think it's hard to ignore now that it's on. There's not really anything you can do at the moment. The only thing you can actually really do is talk about the issues and sort of make people aware. And, and the Socceroos are actually one of those teams that have sort of really made their, their voices heard in terms yeah. of the, the issues over there. It's hard because you would work for your whole life to play in a World Cup. Yeah. And so this whole, you know, there's calling for nations to boycott, but if you were actually in that strip and that's your one chance to play in a World Cup and to play for your country... I mean, would you boycott? I don't know. It's I read such a, a tough one. Yeah. I read a pretty interesting story on the Qatarian national team. So back when they got it, whatever it was, 14 years ago, they, they sort of backed themselves in to be able to create this World Cup, so build the infrastructure. But they were thinking, where do all the players come from? Because there aren't many registered football players over there. And like you said, they've got a lot of expat community. What they did, they hired, I think 14, 15 years ago, they hired one of the Barcelona uh, ex, 
academy managers. So mm. he's been based over there now. And so at a young age, they've been building all these next next level superstars. I think it like in a Aspire Academy, all building for this first game against Ecuador, which will open the World Cup. Now, what they've been doing the last four months, because they don't have a domestic competition, the Qatarian national team have all been living together, training together, and playing in this domestic competition, getting ready for this World Cup. So a lot of people are thinking they're going to be easy beats. I was going to say, are they, are they, they sound like roughies. Yeah, Who's well, in their pool, do you know, Gibbo? Uh, I can Qatari tell you pool? in two seconds, mate. Yeah, so their look. first game is on the 21st of November, so 3 a.m. on Monday morning. They are in Group A, so they'll play Ecuador first up, Senegal and Netherlands. And interestingly enough, Tim Cahill, the Socceroos head of delegation, he put in his tips for the World Cup. And he put Qatar to get now, out of the group stages. Now, there's a slight problem with that in that he's working for Qatar. So oh, he's an ambassador He's an ambassador because well. mm. there was an article about that today about how he's been quite silent on the whole thing. Um, because obviously David Beckham's been copping a lot of heat yep. saying he should have been more vocal about, uh, you know, the views of, of uh, Qatar and the way they treat people. Um, but old Timmy Cahill hasn't done it. So I guess... Timmy Cahill may have had to have backed them yeah, well, to get his cash. I would I say know. so. You, yeah, you don't want to ruffle too many feathers. Ecuador, easy beats. Senegal, African champions, meh, easy beats. Netherlands, <laughs> oh, European champions, meh, easy beats. Can I you tell me, going straight through. Can you, and I love this every year at the World Cup. Tell me the pool of death. What, 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 what are we looking at for pool of death? Our pool of death would Don't have tell me to we're be... in it, France. It's probably us, is it? We're always in the pool of death. Mm. Well, I think our group E could be. Read it out. Span, Costa Rica, Germany, and Japan. No, now I read it out. Probably not. Yeah, I think I think that's probably the group of death. I'd say group E. And what's the group of life? The opposite. The group of life. Well, uh, ironic, I suppose. Group A: Qatar, Ecuador, Senegal, and Netherlands. I think any of those teams can get through. Yeah, Qatar and just, especially. Is there a? Sorry. No, you go. Is, is there a theme song yet? Uh, is there a World Cup song? We were song? talking about this yesterday. You did, when you, you said Waka Waka, Cup that was 2010. Yeah, yeah. I, that's exactly what I thought of. Um, we'll find it out, and if, if we can find it, we'll blare it out to end the show. Mate, but that's that's a great tease. That'll on, keep people hanging around. On SEN, there's going to be wall-to-wall coverage of the Football World Cup. Uh, we've got all the games, and uh, the global game, which is on Tuesday nights here on the network, will be nightly. So, if you do like football and you are supporting it, uh, well, there's a lot to listen to. And you've got the P-Man on the ground there as well, don't we? Adam P-Man. Peacock. Oh. We'll be crossing to him every 10 minutes, right? I think so, yeah. I'm going to try and do five minutes in the first week and then okay. second week let him go to 10 minutes. But yeah. the P-Man's Instagram stories. They've been, they've been highly entertaining so far. I liked the, the road the road one. We saw a bit of cricket going on over in, in Qatar. He's living a life, isn't he? Oh, he is, mate. He just did his European sojourn and now he's mm-hmm. – what was he – 24 hours here and he's going to the World Cup in Qatar. Yeah, snuck a quick call into the Mowers Club when he couldn't be here. But, yeah, I mean, do you reckon work is paying for those yes. beers and food? Uh, what beers? So, well, <laughs> can't get any over there. <laughs> $140 for his beer. I hope work's paying for it. Surely. The old I mean, P man, he'd be bankrupt. I mean, he was he was sort of having a bit of a whinge about that plate of food, but I thought it was pretty good. It looked good. How do you follow Adam Peacock on socials? I don't follow Adam. He's on um he's on the Instagram, the IG, Adam Peacock. He'd mm-hmm. be on Twitter, I think, Adam Peacock. Yeah. Isn't that funny how you're a you're a you can be a completely different character depending on what platform you're on? Yeah. Well Right. The, see, do you have different personas based on your platform? Yeah, I think so. Well, because it like sort of 
you know, Twitter, you talk about one thing, it's usually more more debate, sort of more intense conversations. Instagram, that's just, that's, that's fun, Joe. So you know, um, you know how we at the top of the show we're talking about the P-Man's comic relief and how he doesn't get to do it very often mm. and you're yeah. talking about two different personas. Well, yeah. I don't know if you remember, I, I can't remember who the team was, but the Socceroos were playing, oh, I think maybe Saudi Arabia or some team, but they had a very good-looking manager. And so it was a really muggy day and the manager was like dripping in sweat. And so Adam put up this massive thing on Twitter, like trying to have a laugh of it, something you might do on Instagram and got absolutely panned for it. Like people were just giving it to him. And so, yeah, he's got two different personas. Read the room, Read the room, He probably didn't mean to put it on Twitter. It was probably a mistake. He probably thought he was posting to Instagram. Do you have a TikTok persona? No. You don't have a TikTok? No, I'm one of the silent TikTokers who I ha- just I, I just watch. Yeah. yeah, lurker. Yes. A lurker. Is there, and what's, yeah. what else is there, Facebook? No. No, no Facebook? No, LinkedIn? That's, that's too old school. LinkedIn. LinkedIn? Yeah. I I just don't understand LinkedIn. I updated my LinkedIn recently. Well, you must have uh, been looking for a new job, mate. <laughs> I didn't know how to do it, and I just I gave up in it's the just, end. It's not for our industry, though. I think that's what it is. Because right. obviously a lot of people use it a lot, and they, they'll sort of ask me about it or whatever. I'm like, no, I've got no idea. Don't care. And the look on their faces is just, like, disgust. Mm. Well, the P-Man created a uh, LinkedIn profile this year, and, oh, boy, it is flying as well. A lot of connections, the P-Man. Really? Yeah. I well, I suppose he Get on board with the P-Man, well. did he? You worked at 10, didn't you, at one point? 10, yeah. 10? I don't know. You know Seven. tossing it up now. I mean, a fun fact, just before we go to the news, sorry. Yes. But two people, uh, so at Channel 7, supposedly, they have like a, when you start working there, they have this general knowledge quiz. So all different sports, whatever, whatever. And the top two people I think got the best marks were Bruce McAvaney and the P-Man. Who told you that story? The P-Man. Exactly. <laughs> That's some quality. <laughs> that's some quality company. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to believe it. All right. Hey, we're going to go to the news now. Plenty more on the other side. Yes, you're on the Saturday morning Mowers Club. Um, thank you, Toro, for um, paying for this show. It's wonderful. We're having a great time. Um, people are still sending in their lawn tips, which you can send in on zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. We got one here. Do your own weed and feed by using selective weed sprays. Bindi and wintergrass, for example. Wait a week or two, then aerate and fertilize. With organic decomposed, I'm, 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 I can't read the rest of it there. I hope it doesn't say person. No, good. Decomposed <laughs> mm, chook poop. <laughs> Didn't expect okay. that. All right, there you go. Keep sending your tips in. You might end up winning those two tickets to the Sydney or the Brisbane test. Uh, now, we have another special guest on the line right now, Joe. It's a friend of yours. We do. He's the uh, senior editor of NBA at Sporting News, Benjamin Kadane, but really just all all round hoops guru. BK, how you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Good to be able to chat. We're obviously talking NBL and NBA. I guess we've had a week off with the FIBA international break. Um, how how good is it? I suppose first of all, the fact that NBL is back uh, on on home home. I was about to say home. I don't know what home I was going to say. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, then I was thinking all, home court. I can't speak. Yeah. How good is it that the NBL's back? <laughs> <laughs> it is great to have the uh, NBL back after, uh, after that little break and uh, some good, uh, good games coming up uh, up this weekend, especially the uh, the Sydney uh, Sydney game against the Hawks. It should be uh, should be a fun one tomorrow. Did you catch that game last night, the Jack Jumpers and the Breakers? 
I did. I did. I caught the, I caught the end of that one. A nice, uh, nice win there for uh, for the Breakers. Oh, they're playing some seriously good basketball right now. What do you think it is? What's the what's the key? We're trying to work it out. They just look like they're up for it. I mean, they're 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 right up the top of the table, and I mean, I I didn't expect them to be you know this good this early in the season, but they play with a nice energy and they they're just playing hard, and you can you can tell. I I, I like what I'm seeing from these guys. Can they get anywhere near the Sydney Kings, Benjamin? I mean, is it daylight between them and the Breakers, or are they a chance of upsetting them this year? Hey, anything is possible. We saw what the Jack Jumpers were able to do last season. Why, why can't the Breakers do it uh, do it this time around? But uh, the Kings—that's a different proposition. They are the reigning champs uh, for a reason, uh, and they're, they're still my favourite to, to to go back to back. I love the optimism. They've got uh, the Hawks tomorrow afternoon at Kudos Bank Arena. Unfortunately, the Hawks aren't doing so well this season, but I guess given the break, they've had some time to regroup. It sort of could be anyone's game tomorrow. Who have you got for it? I've still got, I've still got to rock with the home team, but if, uh, if, if, if Xavier Cooks isn't, isn't out there, that definitely definitely gives the Hawks a little bit of a, an, an advantage there. We, we've seen what Xavier's been able to do for the Kings both this season and, uh, and last season, so... Um, I, I'll, I'll still go with the home court uh, with the Sydney Kings, but it should be it should be a close game. There's always always a nice little bit of spice between these two teams. Yeah, no, I love it. I love it. Hey, a couple of games today: uh, Brisbane Cairns at eight pm, Melbourne United and South East Melbourne the Throwdown at five thirty. Um, Isaac Humphreys obviously during the week came out as the only openly gay basketball player in the entire world. That that's all leagues across the world. He's had an amazing reception from your point of view in terms of what you've been hearing and speaking to people and seeing the feedback. What have, what have you seen in terms of the support for him? You know, it's been, it's been awesome just seeing, you know, not only the league, his teammates uh, and, and just basketball fans in general embrace him and, you know the video that they put out with uh, with Melbourne United talking to his teammates. You know that that's going to inspire a lot of people, and and what he kind of said that was the reason he wanted to do that. So you know everyone's getting behind behind Isaac, and 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 so they should. He's a he's a terrific bloke, a terrific player, and uh, you know hopefully this is a a great new chapter for him. And and you know it's a it, it's a, it's a big moment. It's a big moment in sport. It's a big moment you know in Australian sport and uh, and for basketball as well. No, definitely. It's it's pretty amazing. Very inspiring. Um, got to move to the NBA and ask you about the Nets and Ben Simmons. So obviously had had a big game yesterday, his best of the season, 15 and 13. I've seen some headlines though, BK, that have words like incredible and he's back and all-star form. Please tell me that that's a little bit premature. <laughs> we got we got to chill. It's, it's just one game. Right? But- I, instead of incredible, I would go with encouraging. It's it, it's an encouraging step forward uh, for Ben because you know fifteen, thirteen, and seven. That's that's what we expect from Ben Simmons. You know, doing a little bit of everything, um, and you know if we can put that together for an extended period of time, then we can say uh, say that he's back. But you know the the, the grief that Ben Simmons kind of gets. You know, people just forget that you know he had back surgery in the off season. You know, he wasn't able to to train like that. So. There was always going to be that little bit of a runway uh, into this season to actually get himself, you know, integrated with a new team and uh, and get himself healthy. So if, if this game against the Blazers is the start of that, uh, then you know all of a sudden the Nets are, are looking like a different uh, different proposition. But definitely a step in the right direction for Ben because 
while the numbers are great, it, it was more the confidence, you know, attacking the rim, getting to the free throw line, knocking down free throws and, uh, and finishing at the rim, which are, you know, all things that, he, you know, he hasn't necessarily been you know, at his best this season. So, again, very, very encouraging for Ben. That's, uh, that's what I'll call it. Is there any other player in the NBA where, based on the last game they played, gets so many headlines? Because if he plays poorly again, then it's just going to be that he's no good again. It's up and down for poor old Ben. Yeah, there's uh, there's there's not much grace on the internet, is there? It's uh, it's uh, it's it's one day to the next. But you know that's that that's just because people want to see that from Ben Simmons because everyone knows what he's capable of on his best day. This is still a three-time All-Star uh, Defensive Player of the Year runner-up. The the talent was never in question uh, for Ben Simmons. He's got that in uh, in spades. So actually seeing him back out there, healthy and you know enjoying the game, that's that's the main thing. Hey, BK, obviously a number of young Aussies in the league at the moment. You're Josh Giddy, obviously there last year, but again has taken another step forward. Dyson Daniels, uh, Jack White's just been recalled. Jock Landale as well as having himself a season at the Suns. Can you talk us through sort of the the highlights from some of those guys and what really stands out for you? I mean, I'll start with Jock Landale. He was he was a guy I had earmarked this season to, to really make an impact. And, and to be honest, I didn't know it would come this quick. Uh, for him, he settled into Phoenix immediately and, and really claimed those, those backup center minutes. Uh, and we saw, you know, in that last game against the Warriors, like he, he makes a lot of momentum-changing momentum plays, whether it's a block on one end, a dunk, he's running the floor. Like he, he's really bringing that energy and, and, you know, he's carving out more and more uh, minutes for himself. You know, it helps, you know, playing with two pick-and-roll guys in, in Booker and, and CP that can get him the rock. And, you know, he's he, he's, he's going to be a good player for the Suns team, uh, you know, throughout the season because they, they've, they've needed that uh, additional backup, you know, obviously losing some of the guys last season in uh, in JaVale and co. So there was, there was minutes to be had for Jock and, you know, what are we, not even 20 games into the season and, uh, you know, he's kind of solidified himself on that uh, on that roster. It's, uh, it's been fun. Uh, Matthew Delavadova is the other one that's been sort of thrown a lifeline by the Sacramento Kings. His minutes are increasing more and more. Do you think um, he might push his way up into, into I don't know, being the second point guard? Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting one for Delhi. I mean, the Kings, the Kings are flying at the moment. I don't think a lot of people saw that uh, saw that coming. But you know, he came to that team, you know, to bring his experience, to bring you know that leadership, and and also just to have a calming presence. Uh, you know, at the point guard position, you know, Delhi's going to go out there and do all the right things, get guys in the in the right spot. So, when you're playing in in big games, or you know, if the Kings can break their very long uh, playoff drought, a, a guy like Delhi's the guy you kind of want coming in uh, in decisive you know games that actually matter because Delhi's Delhi's seen it all before, whether it's at the Olympics and the NBA Finals, like. That level of experience is something the Sacramento Kings just haven't had in a in a while. So it's uh, it's exciting for Delhi because Mike Brown loves him. Uh, that's the reason he brought him uh, brought him back there. And you know we're, we're already kind of starting to see him you know having that effect on uh, on on some of the other guys on that uh, on that squad. The Kings are a fun team. No, definitely the co- the competition as a whole it feels is really competitive at the moment. Are there any teams that have sort of surprised you, or that perhaps you can see going deep into into the playoffs that maybe no no one really predicted? Oh, I mean, we we, we got to start with the Utah Jazz. They're ten and six. I, I don't know if they'll if they'll keep this up. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a great start from them, but they've certainly been one of the uh, one of the surprises uh, of the season for me. But um, looking around the the rest of the league, it, it is just just so even. You know, every everywhere you kind of look, the Portland Trailblazers are the number one seed in the uh, in the Western Conference. They're doing their thing, um, and but the the Pelicans are the exciting team for me because mm-hmm. 
know, they're nine and six. Uh, and we've spoken about this before, Joe. This really is a team uh, that I think could cause a lot of havoc, uh, especially in the back end of the season with uh, with Zion uh, playing the way he's playing. Um, Dyson Daniels, he's coming in and collecting blocks on superstars like Infinity Stones. Like they've just got depth uh, on this team uh, to go with that uh, that elite talent. So the, the, the Pelicans are a team that I've I've really enjoyed watching this season. It's uh, it's entertaining. It is. And as you say, Dyson Daniels, young Aussie on that side as well. So easy to get behind them from our point of view. Um, we've been talking about Yeah Nas today, BK. And I've got to ask you about this. The FIBA World Rankings came out and Spain have surpassed the USA as the number one team. And I can't wrap my head around it. It's actually driving me mad. Can you, can you, <laughs> can you please just like make some sense of it? Well, I mean, Spain... Spain have been a great team for a long time, but they've always been kind of that number two team uh, to the USA. The FIBA rankings are a little uh, a little funky the way they weight things. Uh, obviously, they had a great summer, you know, at, uh, at Eurobasket winning that. So the the weighting system towards you know gold medal games and that kind of thing uh, really did help the Spanish team get uh, get over the edge. I know the USA won the gold medal at the Olympics, but Let's not forget 2019. They were seventh at the uh, at the FIBA World Cup. So I think that really came back to to haunt them in the uh, in the rankings because it's it's very tight at the top, but uh, right underneath there, the Boomers sitting there in number three, which I like to see. Yeah, definitely. Uh, BK, thank you so much. We love talking hoops as always. We'll uh, we'll leave you to it. Anything fun on for the day? Uh, I think we're going to get outside and enjoy some of the Sydney sun. Yeah, go for it, BK. It's a lovely day. I don't know, is, <laughs> Brisbane's probably lovely as well. Brisbane's always lovely. Thank you, mate. Thanks for chatting to us. Cheers, BK. Uh, Appreciate it, guys. Always a good day for basketball as well, if you want to watch. There's always a stack of NBA games on today, a bunch of Aussies in action. So um, Definitely. Tune, tune into that. Also, I just got a text from my mother talking about Isaac oh. Humphreys and the Ronald McDonald house. That's actually the charity that he dedicated all of his um, proceedings to when he did a concert in Adelaide. Because he, the man can sing. It's unbelievable. Really? Yeah. He's, he's, hey, can we find some of that? Give he's up. incredibly talented. Um, but just given it's, it's McHappy Day, yes. um, I thought that that's a, a nice mention as well. So, well, we yesterday back. were going through athletes that have incredible voices because Shane Crawford is doing a musical at the moment. He's Joseph, sorry, he's the Pharaoh in Joseph. Really? The Technic- yeah, Technicolor Dreamcoat. He's terrible. Oh, but. <laughs> We were saying other athletes that could possibly do it. Gibbo's going to have a look. Uh, All right, we're going to take another break. We'll be back with that real soon. Bred with over 100 years of innovation, Toro's mowers are ready to charge through any job. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. This is Isaac Humphreys, Joe. Mm Mm-hmm. And I... My goodness me. I'm feeling so small. I told you, I wasn't lying. Does he sell concerts and stuff? He, um, he is releasing some new music. He, um, he performed in Adelaide, which is what my mum went to, which was, as I said, um, proceeds going to charity. But he, he does, he loves to sing. He's unbelievable at it. And also happens is to be... Is he on the piano as well? No, I think, when, I think when he's singing this in concert, he's just singing. Okay. Which isn't obviously good enough for you. No, I just I was picturing because he's so <laughs> no, tall. He's not on the keys, is he though? No, but I no, no. I was just thinking because how tall is Isaac Humphreys? Six uh, ten. Imagine a six ten guy standing sitting behind a piano. That's what I was thinking. Sorry. Yes, it is amazing. His voice yes, is no, amazing. it's pretty. It's pretty incredible. Uh, very, very good basketballer. They are playing against Southeast Melbourne this afternoon about five thirty as well. If you want to watch.
Of course. Sounds like a great idea. Now, all morning we have been doing our Toro's Top 10 Tips for a Good Lawn Competition. Toro mowers trusted and tested by the best. Here's our tip. Turn your lawn from good to great with a great new Toro mower. Uh, the price of this, which we've worked out, Joe, is epic. It's two corporate suite tickets to a day at the Test Cricket. You can either choose the uh, Sydney Test or the Brisbane Test. It comes with food and, and Bev and also um, flights and accommodation. So it's a very good price. And, and we've narrowed it down to three. Do you want to do the honours here, Joe? Uh, so we're, we're giving it to Tim, Muzz and Bush from the Ponds. I thought you'd have more ceremony than oh, that. Oh, sorry, Joe, sorry. Heard, you know, I thought there'd be a drum roll or something from you. Anyway, congrats, guys. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Very good. Uh, now, if you missed out this week, if you thought your tip should have been in, the good news is that it's running for the next two weeks. So make sure you listen next week and you send your tip in. Um, maybe you can make it more more quirky, more kooky, and you might be in for more of a chance of me reading it out, to be honest. Well, I feel like there's a little recency bias too. So re- depending on who the host might be, maybe if you tickle their fancy. Uh, I see. But, yeah, yes. so two more weeks. Uh, we're going to put together about ten and then from that, uh, on in three weeks' time, we'll notify the winner. So keep them coming through. Very good prize. Very, very good. Uh, Joe, what's on for the rest of the day for you? Uh, I am going to go through a Macca's driveway somewhere and get myself some lunch. Um, because I was up at about four o'clock this morning getting on a flight from Melbourne, I'm probably going to have a nana nap yes. at some point. It's a lovely day for it. Oh, that's good. And then mm. this evening, watching a bit of NBL and... Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And then on. I'm working at the Kings-Hawks game tomorrow, so that'll be fun as well. Oh, very fun weekend. Gibbo, what have you got on, mate? Uh, oh, yes. I'm looking forward to this afternoon. Oh, I was sort of sick last week because I had just a bit of a big, big weekend. Back today... I've got, we've got a sort of local freshwater block party sort of thing. So we've lived there for four years and we sort of haven't really made heaps of mates around the area. Not sure why, but one of them has invited us, so a bit down the lane have invited us to go to a party. <laughs> Probably this will be our first time we go and our last time we go. So the best thing about this, it kicks off at 1 p.m. Oh, that's good. So it's On a just day like, like this. A day like today. Moved. And then, you know, you'll be up the road at the pub in a few hours after that. Perfect. But, yeah, I'm looking forward Remembering to that. Remembering that you've got to survive until 3am at least, though. Oh, be sweet. We'll yeah, be you'll sweet. be right. Yeah, okay. yeah. Well, it's the Rugby League World Cup final. It only comes around once every uh, five years, is it? Uh, uh, Roger, what knows? about yourself, mate? What are you up to uh, this afternoon? This afternoon, I will... Um, uh, this afternoon, I'm not sure... I'll, uh, I'll be looking after the kids, I'm guessing. Uh, it's my daughter's birthday tomorrow. Her, oh, oh, she's cute. turning two. So uh, my wife has got to go get some last-minute things for those uh, for that celebration. Do you get to have a, a party and celebrate the adult way? No, we did that with my son, who's older, who's five. So we're just with the, the second one, as people do. Uh, the theory on parties is once she is at an age where she can remember it, then we'll start doing yeah. proper parties. You guys can remember it, though. Yeah. I'm just looking for an excuse to crack open a bottle of anything. I will do that anyway. (laughs) And then tonight we're going to a bit of a fancy restaurant for my my wife's birthday. And, uh, you know, you you recommended the oysters. You never know what will happen. So Where is it? The restaurant. People, I've got people that want to, you know, Slap me in the face, oh. so I'm not going to tell them where I am <laughs> at Guzman, a certain right? time. Guzman at Manly on the wall. Guzman, there. don't tell them. Oh, it was a surprise for my Sorry. missus. Guzman Ye Gomez. Uh, no, uh, no, it's a bit of a fancy one in the city. 
mm. which I don't have any fancy clothes. So, Gibbo, can I come around? Have you got any fancy clothes? Oh, absolutely. What do you? Which sort of thing you want? Uh, a pair of slacks. A pair of slacks. We've got heaps of those. So, yeah, you come round. Maybe we can carpool home together. And That's not a bad shout. Outfit. Now, this here is, we were talking earlier mm. about, is there a song for the 2022 Qatar World Cup? This is it. It's called Better, Better Together. Haya Haya. Interesting. Who's performing it? Gibbo, have you got the names? Uh, Trinidad, Cardona, DeVito and Aisha. Okay. Can't say I've heard of any of them, but knowing the World Cup, it's going to be catchy and we're all going to be singing the song yeah. for the next fortnight or however long. I think it's pretty good. All right. Thank you for joining us this morning. We will see you later. It's Bye, been guys. real. Bye. Stuff for your face and body? It's men's skincare with a purpose. Top quality Aussie-made grooming and skincare to help guys look and feel great with no hassles. Plus, Stuff is helping mental health too. Find Stuff at Woolworths or visit websiteofstuff.com.